Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, let's go. Good evening, everybody. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. How you doing tonight, Torres? You finally broke Chris Plank, huh? Yeah. He had to step away from radio forever because of you, that poor man. How are you, Arnie? What's up, man? Isn't it funny how Chris Plank and both Todd Furman won't be joining us today on the day that I'm picking it like about 80 to 90% on my NFL picks, just like I, I, I told them I would. You I, know? Saw you and, yeah. uh, I saw you and Furman going back on social media like you were John Calipari and Mark Stoops this morning. I saw you two getting a little frisky. It was fun. Furman said that if I could pick at 63%, uh, he will buy me a condo in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. I will move out there. I'll get to stay in his house until the condo's ready and uh, all kinds of other. Uh, we won't even talk about all the money he's going to owe me. Um, I told them before the season that I could easily pick at about 70%. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I wasn't kidding around. Matter of fact, this is Todd, for the whole season or just for the preseason? No, for the first 100 picks. Oh, okay. First 100 picks, yeah. Because, you know, I, I look at it like this. Let's say you knew history like the back of your hand. You were a history major at UConn, and you know it like the back of your hand. And sure, I gave you sure. a history test. And I said, Aaron, you have a whole week to do the history exam, okay? okay? And not only that, you could ask anybody you want to help you out. You go on the Internet. You could change your answers. You could do any information you want. You could even ask the professors if you have a question on, on, on a possible, on one of the questions there, okay? I would expect you to probably score. 95 to 100 percent right you tell me i can't do the same thing for football i have all the information in front of me i have the internet i could talk to anybody i want i could talk to coaches i could talk to players why shouldn't i do better than 52.5 percent or whatever they they, they they tell you is doing good why shouldn't i be picking at 65 or 70 percent when i have all that information wait you said you have access to all the coaches and players is that what i just heard 
Well, there's reporters there. You get to hear what they say if I want to go ahead and talk to them and or listen okay. to what they've got to say and let stuff me, like that. Let me have the counter. Let me ask you the counter to that. Um, so what? So you have access to all the coaches' press conferences, all the players' press conferences, the internet data, everything like that. So do literally eight billion people on planet Earth. What makes you one out of eight billion that is going to hit seventy-five to eighty or whatever you said percent of your picks? Well, that's because you have to know how to use that information. You have to know how to soak it up oh, okay. and mix it up in your head well, and, and have the information come out. Not anybody. Could. Todd Furman's just shocked that I'm picking at seventy-two percent. I, I don't know what you're so shocked about. I I knew I could do this. Look, I always told you the preseason is the free season. Have I not said that, Aaron, or what? Well, I will say you know you certainly maybe have more experience than anybody at uh, delineating all these facts and numbers and everything like that just because you've been doing this for so long I mean I know you've been doing it since Red Grange and the the, the plastic helmets and all that stuff but <laughs> the leather helmets leather it's helmets leather yeah helmet. it was even go. plastic before that you're the only one that even remembers it but uh, so no I you do say the preseason is the free season and that is why I assumed that you said you could hit 75 percent in the free season uh, in the preseason I didn't think you meant for the entire season Yeah, it's for everything. I could do it in baseball, football, basketball, hockey. It doesn't make a difference. You know what? When you're a sports savant like I am, um, it's very simple. Sports savant? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm throwing out the big words out there. We do have a lot to get to. You picked the Lakers to win the title 37 straight, you know, every year since uh, since I started working with you. They haven't won one yet, so I don't know what kind of savant you are. All right, don't don't bring up the ones I've gotten wrong. By by the way, I want to say this just real quick on a real thing. I have to RSVP. And I didn't have a chance to do it, um, you know, through the mail or through email. Uh, it's my high school reunion coming oh, no. up next week. Yeah, high school re- 40 year reunion. Mm. Boy, does time fly, huh? Um, but sure I'm not going to be able to make it. I, I really wanted to come out there to Los Angeles and, and see. But I, I noticed some of the people that were saying they were going to be there that I didn't know anybody. I'm, I'm starting to think I didn't have any friends in high school. Pacific Palisades High School, 1981. I'm, I'm starting to think I had no friends. I, I don't remember anybody, you know? Uh, one, you probably didn't have any friends. Two, you, you, that memory is probably starting to fade a little <laughs> bit. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not really that surprised. But, you know, you should have come out. Why aren't you coming? No, I mean, first of all, it's 40 years. I would like to come out. I'd like to see a few people. I, I think I only had like two or three friends, so I could just look them up on Facebook. But, um, I mean, Jesus. It's, who it's who so would f- you see here? I, nobody here likes you now. Yeah, like, I know that. That's why I'm not allowed out to Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm not like allowed in the studio. Bernie Fratto says nice yeah. things about you. Yeah, uh, Bernie But likes he lives me. in Vegas, so that yeah. doesn't really count. I saw Bernie when I went to Vegas. But, yeah, I, I was looking. Now, GD Bus was, a, you know, obviously I could ask her to go to the reunion with me. but You should. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that that's going to work out. Kids, I don't know. I'd, kids call uh, that shoot your shot. The kid yeah. call it shoot your shot, Arnie. You should shoot your shot with yeah. uh, Jeannie Buss. I just want you to know, um, so the people that are going to the reunion next Sunday, I'm not going to be able to attend, have a good time out there. Um, uh, but uh, unfortunately, and I know I was, uh, you know, I wonder if anybody really remembers me. One time, one of a, some guy in our high school, my high school called into the show one time. Um, and wanted to say hello, but he was never nice to me in high school, so I don't know why he was calling it the big. Wow, <laughs> we're really going down on memory lane here. Huh? Yeah, it's starting got... to it's starting to really hit nerves now. Huh? I'll tell you that we got right, NFL we do... preseason, all that, and you want to talk okay, about okay? We have one JV Pacific you... Palisades. Uh, wow, how did you team. know I was on JV? All right, let's get at it. If you want to get in, uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Even before we get to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly for week one in the preseason, I was noticing a couple of things, and one of them is there's a lot of scoring going on in week one, obviously of uh, of the preseason. 
season. There's been, uh, you know, um, I went 15 and the Hall of Fame game, 16 games or something like that. I think it's gone over it like a 90% clip. Only two games or three games have, have not gone over. And I wanted to know from you, Aaron, did we? because usually the defense is ahead of the offense, especially when it comes to the preseason. Usually we see lower scoring games than higher scoring games, and we've adjusted the lines. Um, I'm just wondering, have we changed the rules so much that the offense has you know, caught up with the defense and there's more scoring? Is that good for the game? Or is it all the penalties that we have out there? You know, when you land on the quarterback or, um, you know, you take a cheap shot or a late hit or what you could do to the wide receivers, boom, there's a flag, automatic first down and 15 yards. It seems like they're calling a lot of those um, also this year. I'm wondering if we made too many rule changes to help out the offense. So let me ask you a question. Um, did you watch the first episode of Hard Knocks this week? No, I did not. Okay, did not. so the, this the, this isn't really a reference that you like would need to know, but there's actually a moment in it, and I'm not going to spoil it, where Dan Campbell, you know, he says, guys, we got to put on the pads, and it was kind of a lackluster practice, and he said, guys, I'm doing this for your own benefit. Why we are doing this is because the studies show that uh, if we don't practice enough with the pads, that you guys aren't ready to go physically, you're not ready to go emotionally, that injuries go up, and so why I bring it up is because because I, I think that might be a part of it more than anything. It's not just the rule changes, like in terms of the offense, the games being played. I think part of it is that increasingly uh, the practice time on the field has gotten smaller through the years. The the amount of actual live tackling with full pads has 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 uh, uh, gone down as well. So you kind of put together all of these different variables, Arnie. I think it, it's what leads to what we've seen the last couple of days. And we see a lot of quarterbacks having some pretty good games. You know what Skyler I mean? Skylar Thompson, he's going to take two his job. I was on air. <laughs> last night i was i was looking at that i'm like are they gonna play him the whole game i thought they were gonna rotate a few quarterbacks he looked good for the dolphins um the, i guess the only quarterback that didn't look good is deshaun watson but we'll get to him in a, in a little bit later on but um overall i think you're right i think it, it's it's gotten to a point now where um we're calling so many penalties i know the cowboys had 17 penalties but we're calling so many penalties with the hits to the quarterback with the hits to the wide receiver um with the holding uh, especially offensively that we're giving all automatic first downs or excuse me defensively automatic first downs to the offense and it just continues with drives it gives them a chance to put points on the board that's why the games are going over i'm not saying it's bad for the game we want more scoring but um you know you feel for the defense a little bit when you when you have the penalty and it just kills um you to get off the field they were going to punt it you know what i mean Absolutely, yeah. So I think that you know that's one of the variables. Um, what, what? By the way, did you have a single biggest takeaway from from week one of uh, preseason? Well, I mean, we have a lot. I mean, there was the good, the bad, the ugly. So much was going on. Um, any one player or one team particular? Because, I mean, I could go through every game and give you some of the ugly out there. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind was Deshaun Watson. One of five, seven yards. Um, he looked awful. Matter of fact, Josh Rosen looked so much better than him. I was, I was absolutely shocked that Rosen looked good. Deshaun Watson, though, was absolutely putrid. I'm wondering what he's going to be like when he does get to play, you know? Well, there's well, first of all, we'll see if he actually does get to play this year. I mean, I know that we're, we'll get to that later in the show. There's mixed reports that we may get, uh, you know, uh, some more clarification on that, um, you know, on that suspension if it's season long. The other one that stood out to me, Arnie, and you did mention it in passing, the Cowboys. I mean, mm. you, you know, listen, you could sit here and say, oh, you know, they're over, they're overprotective in the preseason, and the refs want to set the tone. When you're the most penalized team in the NFL. 
when you have 14 penalties in a playoff loss at home to the San Francisco 49ers, and then when you open preseason <laughs> with 17 penalties already. And here's the other thing. You know, I saw this. How many plays were there for them? I, what, like 50 or 60? It's like every third play there's a penalty if you're looking at it like that. Well, and here's the other thing was, you know, they asked Matt, Mike McCarthy about it after the game, and he says, he, he said, well, this has nothing to do with last year. And he says, yeah, last year, you know, we were really trying to set the tone for how we're going to do things around here. Last year was year two for Mike McCarthy. Why is he trying to set the tone? Arnie, this guy's like the Arnie Spanier of, of NFL coaching. I don't know what the heck he's doing out there. I, he must be getting ready for his 40-year high school reunion, too, because I think he's a little lost and bewildered. But uh, I know we didn't necessarily have to go there, but that was the biggest thing that stood out to me this week. You know, I should probably bet him on being the first coach fired. Um, you could see Sean Payton uh, taking over there real soon. No no doubt about that. I don't know if he's going to last. But remember now, they're they're probably the favorites to, to win the uh, that division. So we'll see what happens at that. But uh, you're right. They, they had 17 penalties. Can you imagine the Cowboy faithful if the season starts like that and they start having the fa- uh, you know the penalties? They won't he won't even last the game before they start calling for his job down there, you know? Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, I I have my strong opinions about Mike McCarthy, but you know, you talk about being uh betting him as the first coach fired. Um I, I think Jerry Jerry Jones is too stubborn. Now maybe Sean Payton being out there changes the the dynamics of all that, but um you know, I, I, I personally think Jerry Jones should have fired him last year. But then you go back to all the previous head coaches, Jason Garrett. I remember you and I being on air during that time frame where it was the season was over and everybody knew he was going to be fired, but Jerry was hesitant. So to answer your question, um, he should potentially be in the running for the first one fired, but I don't know that I'd bet it because it seems like Jerry uh, in his old age has actually gotten more patience, not less patience. Do you put any stock into uh, preseason football? What do, you, what do you look at? Are you the kind of guy that's like, oh my goodness, uh, they're going to stink just based on one preseason game or one guy's going to be a bust or this guy's going to be a star. You know what showed up today in my mentions on Facebook? Um, I think it was like five or six years ago I put Dak Prescott's in my preseason Hall of Fame. Sure. Because <laughs> he had such a great uh, preseason game when uh, when he was playing taking over for Tony Romo. Um, where do you put preseason on that? Because I'm, I'm complete knee-jerk reaction. Well, it's hard not to, but I mean, now every year it feels like less and less guys actually play in the preseason, and so that makes it that much harder to uh, to really gauge. And so for me, that that's kind of why I go back to the Cowboys thing is it's not, to me, mostly about the individual players, although I think there's some that you can take something from, whether it's Daniel Jones, whether it's maybe Malik Willis, guys like that. But then when you see a trend either a positive or a negative, that's a trickle-down effect from last year. I look at something like the Cowboys. I think that is something you can take away. I'm not sure that uh, Skylar Thompson going 15 for 16 or whatever he was last night is, but I do think there are things like what, what the Cowboys happened last night that you can take away. All right. Of course, he's Aaron Torres. He's in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. All kinds of knee-jerk reactions coming the week one of the preseason. We'll get to that. Coming up next, though, Matt Verderam stops on by our NFL Insider. You can check him out at fansided.com. Also, Stacking the Board uh, the board podcast. He'll come on by. A lot to discuss with him in week number one of the preseason. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport 
and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches, we talk to players, we tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare all right good evening everybody aaron torres in for chris plank tonight i'm arnie spanier wrapping up this weekend on this sunday 14th day of august we go right to our guest he joins us every sunday night you can check him out he's the nfl reporter at fan-sided stacking the box podcast is a must listen to if you're a football fan joining us now it's matt verderam matt i know you watch a chiefs game like a fine-tooth comb any takeaways of that and uh, who would have thought mahomes looked pretty good without tyreek hill yeah it was fine i he only played one series he only got in there he was supposed to play for a quarter he played one series he went right down the field they scored a touchdown that was the end um, but I think really the main takeaway from that game is, is two prong. One is I hope Justin Fields has insurance because the Bears offensive <laughs> line not not doing him any favors. The other side of it, um, George Karloftis actually looked really good. Uh, you know, like he's brought in some insurance at pass rush. They brought in Carlos Dunlap. I'm sure he'll play plenty. But Karloftis was great. He had a sack, a bunch of pressures. You can make a case that if, from either of the teams, he was the best player on the field on, on Saturday afternoon. Matt, one thing that, you know, I was talking about on my Saturday show last night, it feels like there's a lot of talk around all of the second-year quarterbacks, except for Trevor Lawrence, who, of course, was the number one overall pick. Um, Is that a byproduct of we just have faith that he is eventually going to figure it out? Is it a byproduct of we have more faith in this year's coaching staff? It is amazing to me. We talk about Mac Jones and the Patriots. Obviously, Zach Wilson, an unfortunate injury this week. Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Why is there so little buzz about Trevor Lawrence? And I assume that's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, I think it's a couple of things. One is, look, it's Jacksonville. They've had the number one overall pick two years in a row. And so there's not a ton of buzz about the Jaguars, especially in the conference where, look, I actually think Jacksonville's going to be much improved this year. Like, I could see them, if everything broke right, maybe even being interesting in that division because the division is not particularly strong. Uh, but at the same point, I don't think people nationally expect a ton out of Jacksonville. And I do think people feel like, look, he had no chance last year. I mean, that was one of the most dysfunctional situations literally in NFL history. So you, know, you bring in a real coach in Doug Peterson, obviously a, a former NFL quarterback, guy with a ring on his finger as head coach. I think there's the belief that Lawrence should be much better 
he should be fine now that he's in a real NFL ecosystem. And I just think some of the other guys are more interesting. You don't know what's going to happen with Justin Fields. Trey Lance might be the biggest wild card in the NFL this year. Mac Jones, yeah, New England. Everybody talks about New England every year because of all the success they've had for 20 years. So, and then, of course, you mentioned Zach Wilson. So I think there's a lot going on with these other second-year quarterbacks where with Lawrence it's just kind of an expectation. Yeah, he's, he's going to be better. It has to be better this year in Jacksonville. Yeah. Matt, I should probably ask you this question tomorrow, but since you're on tonight and the show's tonight, um, Zach Wilson, two to four weeks, I'll believe it when I see it. I think it could be longer than four weeks. Do the Jets make a move for Jimmy G, or do they obviously wait and see what the report is? And if it's only four weeks, do they say, forget about it, we don't want Jimmy G? Yeah, I, I think really, Arnie, it just depends on, on how this shakes out. Look, you, know, you hear bone bruising and a torn meniscus, it sounds worse than two to four weeks. Obviously, the latter part really sounding worse, but I'm no doctor. And so if they say you can come back in a month, okay, you can come back in a month. Um, if that's the case, yeah, I think if you're the Jets, you're just going to say, look, maybe he's back by the season opener. If he misses a game, even two, like you're not going to go out and trade for Garoppolo and take on a huge cap hit and give away a pick. Um, but if it comes back and Wilson's got to miss, let's say, six games, let's say he's put on the pup list to start the year, Mm-hmm. Then I think things are different. Then I think you start looking at it and going, all right, well, we kind of need to win this year. I don't think Joe Douglas is going anywhere. But if you're Robert Sava, you've seen coaches get fired after two years in, in smaller, less attention-paid markets in New York. So I, I think if you're the Jets, look, I, the first thing when I saw that injury that I tweeted out was, if I'm them, I'm on line one for Jimmy Garoppolo. If this is yeah, serious. I just saw that. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, it just makes all the sense in the world. They have all these ties to the Niners with the coaching staff. So I do think it just depends on what the timeline looks like. Matt, what about across town with the Giants? I mean, obviously another, you know, underwhelming start for Daniel Jones. I know it's game one of the preseason, uh, but I, I do kind of feel like we know what he is at this point. Do they make a move or is the move to be bad potentially set themselves up to get a quarterback in next year's draft? They've been the betting favorite. I mean, they, they've been at the top of a lot of boards in Vegas for a long time to land him. Look, the, the, I've always kind of felt like if you're the Giants, just play it out with Jones this year. If it doesn't work out, and it sounds like you know, I feel the same way, they probably will not, then go draft the quarterback in next year's class. you got six guys who a lot of people think are going to go in the first round. And if you're the Giants, you're not worried, right? You have Dable, you have Shane, and you have a brand-new regime. Nobody's holding this year against you. You know you have stable ownership. Like If I'm the Giants, I feel okay with just saying, look, look, let's try to see if Dable can do anything with Jones the way he did with Josh Allen. And if he can't, okay, fine. The concern you have with the Giants, though, like on a day-to-day basis, you know, this is the time of year where everybody's optimistic, right? Even beat writers are trying to talk themselves <laughs> into the fact that they're not going to have to sit there and watch a miserable team by Halloween. If you look at Giants beat writers tweeting out, like, from practice, they're just, it's brutal. They're so despondent. You, you know it's not good. So it, it could be a very long year uh, for the Giants. Matt, as I watch sometimes my favorite team, and if, if they're ever getting clobbered, I'm like, okay, the other team's just beating us. They have a better offense. The defense is, is teeing off. There's just one thing I can't accept, and that's penalties. The Cowboys, 17 penalties in the first preseason game. I know it's preseason, but it wasn't right. like they were good on penalties last year. This is going to be a problem if they don't fix this quick. You know, I'm actually writing about this in my column tomorrow on Fast Side in the morning, and I... It, yeah, you know, I never, ever, ever take away anything serious from from preseason because I don't think you can. Right. 
But this is a common theme with the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. Like, at what point are you just not going to take double-digit penalties in the game? Is that ever going to happen? Like, they're the new Raiders. Like, growing up as a kid, the Raiders were always good for, like, 15 penalties yes. a game. Yes, yes. Like, you bake it in that the Raiders started out with negative 100 yards. <laughs> and then you just went from there. Like, the Cowboys led the league in penalties last year. They largely lost their wild-card game to San Francisco because they couldn't stop taking penalties. took 14 of them. Then... You play this game where you would think, like, the main talking point coming into the game was, hey, we want to play a clean game. We want to play this one game. And they took 17 penalties. <laughs> like, I, I mean, at some point, they don't have the margin for error that they used to. They're not as good. The Eagles are better. If they do that again this year, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Oof. Uh, San Francisco, Trey Lance, obviously limited snaps. He did have that nice deep ball for a touchdown. Uh, what are you hearing? We heard the early reports. He looked pretty good uh, the other night when he played. What are you hearing about what we can actually expect when he takes the field? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the people around the league that I spoke to, there's, there's an optimism that he is, obviously he's raw. He, he's only taken it's like 103 snaps or something between college and pro in the last two years. So it's not like he's been out there getting snap after snap, but I think the idea is, look, he is a perfect fit for that offense. They are going to do what they do with Shanahan, which, of course, is going to be a lot of him using his legs, not only just to run for actual yards, but to move the pocket, extend the play, and then also, look, you've got Taylor, you've got Samuel, you've got Ice. They can spread the ball around. So I think, ultimately, there is a thought with Trey Lance, yeah, look, this could take a little bit of time, but the talent's clearly there. He's looked good this summer for the most part. I think there's an optimism. I think the Niners, as any team in football, maybe along with Denver, depending on your feeling about the Broncos, they could either be a Super Bowl contender or they could be a team that wins eight games because either, well, in the Niners' case, this quarterback play is what you were hoping it would be. In Denver's case, maybe it just takes a while to come together and the conference is brutal. But I think there's a lot of people around the league who think the Niners are going to be just about everybody's good as everybody else in the NFC. And I can certainly see that if Lance is a strong year. All right, Matt, before we let you go, who has the most pressure this year? Who has the most eyes on them this year? Uh, and I'm talking mostly about young players. Saquon Barkley, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Tua, Mac Jones, Tannehill. You tell me who has the most pressure on them. I, two guys immediately came to mind. Your guy with Tua. Okay. Who, uh, if he's not good this year... That is going to be a firestorm out of Miami. I mean, they they need him to be good. They went out and did everything they could to help him succeed. Everything. If that doesn't work and he throws for 3,400 yards this year, mm. I just don't know how you, you sell him to the franchise's fans again in 2023, although losing that first-round pick hurts him. They're not going to have as much mobility to move up uh, as they would have. But the other guy is Lance. The other guy is Trey Lance. Ooh, like that, they are a Super Bowl caliber football team. And you are there because you're supposed to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. It's been that Garoppolo has been the weak link. And I know it's not fair to the kid. He's essentially a rookie in terms of being a starter. But that's the world we live in. Like If, if they don't play well and they're healthy, it's going to be put at his feet. And so I, I think both those guys are under a ton of pressure. I left off Baker Mayfield, too. You want to talk about being under pressure. How about him? You know, it's funny. I, I, I think there's a, there's a case certainly to be made. He's under a ton of pressure because he's obviously playing for a contract and anything else. I also feel like 
he's been in such a ridiculous situation this entire offseason. He's got to just feel so happy to be out of Cleveland at this point. Yeah. Did, does he just play free and easy? Like, Good point, does he yeah. just look at this and go, yeah, thank God. At least I'm, just, <laughs> I'm out of there. I don't have to deal with it. I'll go to Carolina, which has not exactly been a bastion of, of, uh, of, of football heaven either. But, hey, I'll go there. and I, he, I almost can make an argument he has a ton of pressure and no pressure at the same time because it's been so bad all offseason. At least now he can just go there and kind of play football and, and let's chip forward they may. You would think so. The pressure may be off. He's Matt Verderam, national NFL reporter at Fanside. And also check out his podcast, Stacking the Box. A must-listen to for all the NFL fans out there. Always a pleasure, Matt. Have a great week. We'll speak to you next week, my friend. Hey, sounds good. Take care. All right, take care. Matt Verderam, everybody. Check out the podcast. You'll absolutely love it, uh, Stacking the Box. We're going to come back. Uh, could you imagine if this happened to Belichick? We'd be talking about this for 10 years straight. I'll get to that coming up first. Let's see what's trending. We check in with the Sager, who's mad at me because I made him work yesterday. But they <laughs> they true, called yeah. me in. I told the boss, I'm not coming in unless the Sager's coming in. And they dragged the Sager in. He's like my personal catcher, I was, Torres. I was just so gonna, I had to bring him in. Yeah, I was just going to say, you gave him the night off and you didn't even tell me. What the heck, yeah. man? <laughs> Yeah, for those who are unaware, are people unaware of Arnie Spanier on our network at this point? Wow. But you can take everything, including his picks, with a grain of salt. Uh, once well, we get did to the you, regular did you season, work yesterday afternoon? Were you there or what? You were there, weren't you? Uh, are you so senile at this point? You did not remember? <laughs> I was on I the so. show with you for well, crying out loud. That's because of me. I called the boss and sure said, he is. needs to be on my sure show. He's my personal yeah. catcher. That's exactly why. Yes, exactly. Yeah. By the way, Fox TV will have an NFL game next Sunday night. Ravens at Cardinals. There was an NFL exhibition this afternoon in Vegas. Raiders beat Minnesota 26-20. Kellen Mond to the Vikings. Two touchdown passes in the second half. Minnesota's defense, four sacks, but Vegas 2-0 in the exhibitions. And you guys referenced the Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. He could miss two to four weeks, but the team says it'll depend on how Tuesday's arthroscopic knee surgery goes. He does have, according to the MRI, bone bruise and meniscus tear. I will say, by the quick, I mean to cut you off to say Mm-hmm. But Arnie's questioning that time frame. I've actually had two meniscus surgeries, and you can be back like doing stuff within a month. Now, I, I obviously wasn't playing in the NFL at that yeah. time, but the point being is that as weird as it sounds because you tore something in your knee, that you can be back doing athletic activity pretty quickly. Yeah, it's not, arthroscopic. So. It's not some old-fashioned knee surgery where it's going to be months, but kind of like a pitcher, there's going to be half have to be a ramp up he's missing exhibition games and he's a kid at quarterback he was just drafted number two overall a year ago wait 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 wait. just one quick question if it's all as simple arthroscopic as torres said then why does he have to go all the way to los angeles to get simple arthroscopic why is there not there's no doctors in new york i'm just kind of curious about that the doctor is the guy that had surgery on Kobe Bryant and many, yeah. many others over but the years. I could learn to do this in like a day, arthroscopic. It's not that tough. Give me wow. give me like a, a matchbox and, and give me a chance to read up on it. I'll be doing that in a week. I, I know I, I don't understand. No Come humans on. who are lining up to have surgery from Arnie Spanier. <laughs> but I wouldn't you know let I'm you saying? play Operation in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can't be that. Look, it, it, there's got to be doctors in New York that can do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, true. Thing. But this Come is on. like the renowned sport sports doctor for this. Uh, so it's like right. when people used to go out of state to James Andrews for years. Right, it's right, the right. the same right. kind of thing. Down in Alabama, right? That's Absolutely. Yeah. For many, many years. Uh, the PGA Tour playoff started this weekend with an event in Memphis. Will Zalatoris, the winner, he was, for the last couple of years, called 
the greatest guy on the tour who's never actually won an event. Well, he actually won on the tour today. Won yay. in the third hole of a playoff. Yeah, yay for him because he gets $2.7 million. This was no regular wow. event. It starts there Camp three Smith weeks. Cam Smith got $100 million this week, so, you know, we'll see who's... No, nah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm sorry to say I'm being rude. Kevin Harvick was the NASCAR winner at Richmond. Ty Gibbs again replaced Kurt Busch, who had missed a fourth straight race now, recovering from a concussion. Gibbs, a week ago, at his first top 10 finish, but today finished just 180 laps before his engine blew. As AP put it, the 15 winners in NASCAR this year have all likely claimed playoff berths unless there are new winners when the series moves to these final two events of the regular season schedule at Watkins Glen and then at Daytona. We do have plenty of baseball to discuss, including a very quick Red Sox-Yankees game yeah. tonight. One of the quickest in the last 25 years. 3 nothing. Boston beat the Yankees in 2 hours and 15 minutes. That's great. That's great. It's not I usual. It's definition of news. It's unusual. Tampa Bay beat Baltimore 4-1, to and the Rays winning pitcher Drew Rasmussen had a perfect game until a ninth-inning leadoff double. Kansas City shocked the Dodgers 4 nothing, allowing them just two hits. That ends the Dodgers' 12-game winning streak. St. Louis over Milwaukee 6-3. Mets and Braves each still won. The Mets first place in the NLE, still five and a half games up on Atlanta. The Mets are in Atlanta for a series starting tomorrow. Atlanta's won six games in a row. And Houston just keeps winning. They could have the top seed in the AL the way things are going. The Yankees are behind them as much as they have lost the last few weeks. Houston sent Oakland to an eight straight loss, six to three. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, you know we don't talk soccer, Torres. Even when I was doing the show with you for many, many years, we don't talk soccer unless this happens. Did you see that video that I sent you, or did you happen to see the video? I did see the video you sent me. Oh, can you – what that was the two – what is it, the coaches, the managers, whatever they're called, um, for Chelsea and Tottenham? After the game, they went to shake hands, and one of the guys didn't look him in the eye – and when they shook hands, he wouldn't let go of his hands and dragged them back. It almost started a whole brawl. It was. Could you imagine if somebody did that to Belichick? Like if Belichick didn't look you in the eye and he was just going to walk past you and just give you a quick handshake and you grabbed onto his hand and yanked him back and, and he started getting all mad and got in your face? Can you imagine what the, his team would do? For, they'd be well, swinging you know helmets remi- and stuff like that. You, you know, know what it reminded me of? Remember when Jim Harbaugh and Jim Schwartz got into yes, it? In the yes, yes, yes. It, it was basically the soccer equivalent of that where one guy shakes hands and tries to walk by the other doesn't let him pulls him in and it's basically a brawl yeah is that what happened in the soccer thing the guy wouldn't look him in the eye is that is that why he got all upset or, or what it seemed like i mean you're the one that sent it to me yeah. but uh it, it, yeah he got all upset I mean, he, because he took his two fingers and he he said you know he pointed to his eyes like look in my eye he just the, the other coach just wanted to give him the quick handshake and not even look at him i what i mean what kind of sportsmanship is that where this is coming off the heels of a kid hugging the pitcher in the little league world series you know what i mean because <laughs> the kid was breaking down and then you got two mad and one couldn't even look you in the eye, and um, all of a sudden there was going to be like a big brawl. I just loved that he yanked them back, though. I I thought that was so cool. I really did. I thought that was awesome. You know, it was pretty wild video. Um, and uh, yeah, it reminded me a lot of the Jim Schwartz, Jim Harbaugh stuff from a few years ago. Yeah, I wonder how many more times coaches would like to do that, especially um, in the NFL, where you know it, 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 where they just get so upset. 
that they don't even want to shake their hands, but they know they'd be criticized like crazy if they didn't do something like that. I bet you that's got to happen a, a lot of times, no doubt about that. All right, so we want to go through a lot more of the good, bad, and the ugly knee-jerk reactions to week one of the preseason. Of course, we don't take a lot of it for you know granted, but as we were talking to Matt Verderam, he was right on what you were on. We are talking about the Dallas Cowboy penalties, 17 of them. Um, that's just horrible. That's inexcusable. You can't do that. That's coaching, right? Isn't that what it's about? Or is it just guys not being mentally there for the first game? But they had the most penalties last year. So, I mean, it's got to be coaching. That's why it's a concern. And, you know, it's just, it goes back to what you said, Arnie, is is this is why Mike McCarthy should be on the hot seat. He got a little bit, by the way, got a little bit of a reprieve in year one because Dak Prescott got hurt. But remember, they were two and three with Dak in that lineup. The defense couldn't stop anybody they were very penalized that season um and and it just continued last year and so I agree with everything Matt said is that it's not that um the it's the preseason and and how much can you this is one thing that you could take away because it is a trickle-down effect of last year um if whoever if if Trey Lance had played last year and threw 30 interceptions like Jameis Jameson Williams uh Jameson Winston Jameis Winston I don't know Jameson Williams is the wide receiver for the Lions Jameis Winston okay close enough sit it out yes so if Jameis Winston throws 30 interceptions in one season and then he comes out in week one of the preseason and throws three more interceptions you say okay that is a problem. That is a trickle-down effect from last year, and I think it's very much the same with the Dallas Cowboys. I'd be concerned if I was a Cowboys fan. I'd be angry if I was a Cowboys fan because it's exactly what you said, Arnie. This is the preseason. It's week one. This is If there's ever a time where you don't have these mistakes, it's it, especially because, one, you're coming off last year, but, two, of course, you have a lot of guys in the lineup that are playing for something, playing for a starting spot, playing for a roster spot, and you still have the same mistakes of last year. You heard me ask Matt Verderam, who's got more more pressure on him this year to the Saquon Barkley, Trevor Jones, uh, um, a Daniel Jones, a Tua, which he thought it was there, a Mac Jones, a Baker Mayfield. Do I ask? Should I put Dak Prescott on that list? Should he be on that list or what? He's got way too much guaranteed money coming in. Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think I don't think he's anywhere close to Tua. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield. Your point was pretty good on him. I think Trey Lance. There's no doubt. Uh, I think Zach Wilson. If he gets healthy, I mean, you know, this is the world that we live in now, where you don't get three, four, five years to figure it out. I'm not saying Zach Wilson will be out tomorrow, but it's just it's a different world than um, you know, it's a different world than even two, three, four years ago with young quarterbacks. So I, I don't think Dak is anywhere near the top, and I think a lot of it goes back to what we just said: is unless something changes drastically or unless Dak has a, a, you know an abominable season I, I think most of the blame is going to fall on Mike McCarthy and based on what I've seen it probably should Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank I'm Arnie Spanier we'll come back more knee-jerk reactions of week one in the uh, preseason coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio at Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bet365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Giving your knee-jerk reactions to week one of the preseason. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it once. I said it last year, actually with you, Torres, on uh, maybe two years ago when we were used to work Saturdays. The same thing stood for last year, and the same thing stands for right now. Okay. So it's not really a knee-jerk reaction, but did you see Tyler Hun- Hunley for Baltimore yesterday, 16 or over the weekend? I don't even know what day it was. 16 of 1,809 yards, a touchdown. Oh, God, I know where this I've, is going. I've said it but because I, I said it to you before. Going. We fought about this before. I'm taking Tyler Hunley and giving him the contract of a lot less money before I'm parting all that money uh, with Lamar Jackson when I'm not sure that he's as great as everybody thinks he is. I think he's really, really good, but I'm not so sure I'm going to give him the money. I think I'd rather give it to Hunley because he's a damn good quarterback. If I'm Hunley, I want to be a starter somewhere in the league. He is damn good. This is his third year in the NFL or what, fourth year in the NFL. I like him a lot. I've told you this before, uh, Torres. You know that we've argued about that before. I will say you are putting an awful lot of stock into a guy with three touchdowns and four interceptions over the course of his career. <laughs> and a grand total of 1,096 yards passing, 5.8 yards per completion, Arnie. So, uh, yeah, you, you you know, you talk yeah, about the preseason Hall of Fame. Yeah, but we've said this before, too. Yeah, we, yeah, we said this before. Yeah, he's in the preseason Hall of Fame, no doubt about that, yes. The preseason slash IR reserve when the starter goes down Hall of Fame. But, yes, continue. He could be a starter in this league. I, I would like to see him get a chance. Uh, and you're willing to give up a a MVP to give him that chance? There's a difference between being able to be a starter and giving up on an MVP to sign him for less money. I didn't know that MVP got his big-time contract yet. Uh, for some reason, he didn't get his big-time contract. So maybe there's something they know that we don't know, or are they just playing uh, hardball? You tell me. Well, that MVP um, is... Uh, negotiating on his own behalf. Yes, he is. And also, it probably doesn't help that apparently the reports are that because Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed, he wants his entire contract guaranteed. So I, I don't think it's that the, 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 the Ravens haven't given him a contract, him being Lamar Jackson, because they don't like him. I just think that there are extenuating circumstances as to why maybe he doesn't have his contract right now. By the way, how does that work? Because when you deal with an agent, you tell the agent, eh, you know, your uh, your client's injury prone, your client's this, your client's that. Uh, does Lamar Jackson sit in? Do they say to Lamar, well, you know, you're the injury prone or whatever. Or you, you, you don't throw a good deep ball. Or do they start insulting him to his face or something like that? How does that work? So it's really funny. I, I started watching this week uh, the Captain documentary, uh, Derek Jeter. Right, right. And there's right. a really interesting part where he goes to arbitration after oh, yes, you know yes. yeah so you saw this part so you've no seen I didn't it. see that part but I've heard I've known I know about this but well, go ahead but yeah. yeah he goes to arbitration and he's won at that point he's like 23 years old he's won two or three World Series and Brian Cashman just says oh you don't do this you don't do that we can't pay you and at the time he, they, he was asking for five million dollars a year which is hysterical <laughs> in the modern era um, but Derek Jeter said like that stuck with him for the rest of his career and there was always a friction with the front office because of that exact circumstance so uh, I I, I would 
assume that with Lamar Jackson, some of those conversations are probably being had, uh, and there's not an agent there negotiating on your behalf. Lamar Jackson is probably hearing some of this himself. Yeah, not only I heard that, but I've heard that from other athletes too. That you know, arbitration is like the worst thing ever because they just sit there and they pretty much insult you and they they pick at all the things you do wrong, and you've got to just sit there and listen to it. And you know, what are you going to defend yourself? What are you going to do? And sure, it hurts. Sure, it's going to stick with you. And there's been athletes that have held, held a grudge and said, "I'm never going to sign with you again." I I can only imagine having to say this stuff to an athlete. You know, I don't want to get off subject here, but you don't watch Hard Knocks. You don't watch uh, the Captain. <laughs> what do you do all? day you know what you don't have your monday through friday job anymore you don't work on saturdays with me i'm a busy guy you know we got two hours of judge judy in the afternoon price is right price is right doesn't watch itself i got it i got i got got basketball tuesday night i got sunday night monday night tuesday night basketball so i'm a a very active guy out here all right hour one in the books we just flew on by i mean this is just cruising on by we're going to come back of course we're going to get a little bit in the fernando tatis we'll talk about cheating more knee-jerk reactions we'll have bernie frattle joining us uh at 20 past the hour he's got a lot of great numbers coming up and we got to find out exactly what the numbers are for week two of the preseason so we'll get to that also and of course the sager at the end of the hour busy hour two that's coming up next right here on fox sports radio at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, let's go. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Bernie Frattle coming up at 20 past the hour. We'll go out to Vegas, see what Bernie's got for us. A lot of number crunching. We'll get early lines for week two. I hope he's got those that have not come out. By the way, my picks, eight and three, and I had the Raiders today, so now nine and three right now. I'm picking it like 77%, uh, Torres. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely red hot. I'm just crazy. Oh, I saw you chirping at Todd Furman earlier today. No wonder he won't come on the show with you. Yeah. You were mean to him. You cyber-bullied him. Isn't it funny Todd Furman won't come on the show today? Chris Plank says he, for the first time in 10 years, he can't come on the show today. Um, all when I'm just crushing it. I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. He's just out screwing around. That's that's what he's doing. <laughs> that sounds like the Chris Plank yeah. I know that works nine jobs and, and works probably, you know, 15 hours a day Actually, during football season. He had the audacity to take some time off and drive to go see his son in college like his son goes to some big time college. His son goes to West Point. What? So, yes, he didn't. That's crazy. Yes, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, his son goes to West Point, and he they were doing some 
special graduate. I don't, some yeah, he's special finishing thing. his first year there. Yeah, it's some special graduation first year there. So he wanted to go. I'm like, come on now. You're wow. going to miss the show for your son because he goes to West Point? Come on now, you know? So you hate the military and you hate America. I don't stop it. Stop I mean, it, that's just it. the way that I perceive that. No, I, but I, it was I, I, it was actually very cool. I saw the pictures he put up. I and didn't I, see that. That's oh, awesome, yeah. man. Good for Chris Plank. Can you believe that? I mean, Chris Plank sends a kid to West Point. That's just unbelievable. You know, what's the deal with your son? Is he playing professionally now, or what? My son had a tryout, his first tryout in the Federal Hockey League, and they uh, they had about seven or eight goalies at this tryout. I think they had seven or eight goalies in the last tryout. They signed one to come to main camp and try out for the team, and that one was Shea. So he'll try out for the Watertown Wolves. Um, coming up in October of the Federal Hockey League, which was the same hockey league as in Slapshot. So can you imagine <laughs> Can you imagine um, him and his uh, teammates uh, living the life on a bus, going to cities, uh, just like it was in Slapshot? I mean, how much fun is that going to sound, you know? That does sound pretty fun. That's good. So, so that is in the States, though. Yes. The yes, Watertown yes. what? The Watertown Wolves. Okay. Come on, I'm we're gonna sorry. Have to, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna make the Sager give the scores. Uh, the, the, <laughs> come on would. now, yeah. The Sager's gonna have to give the score of those. What's probably win what's more than Arizona football this year. So that's wow, oh, oh, come bad. on now. My bad. Cut that out. Cut that out. And by the way, one other note. I'm not gonna make my high school reunion. By the way, were you? Did you have fun in high school? You know, did you? Were you kind of like a big shot, or high school was not kind to you? Because high school was not very kind to me at Pacific Palisades High School. You know, in the least surprising news ever, high school was not kind to you. So no. Jeannie Bus used to stuff you in the lockers. What you're no, you know, me. you know what it is. You know how there's like that, like that really good looking girl that nobody will ask out because they're just too good looking. Sure. I think that kind of happened to me on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> no, that wasn't a joke. I thought that, you were talking about Jeannie Bus, but no, uh, that, that wasn't a joke. I think I was too good looking. And that kind of scared a lot of the girls away. So I do like that you met your wife in radio, which means that she probably didn't see you before she agreed <laughs> to go out with you. So that makes perfect sense. So. No, actually, she met me in college. Before I told you, my wife asked me to marry her. So otherwise, who know who knows if I'd be married right now? She asked you to marry her, and then you've asked her to do everything else since: cook, clean, <laughs> shovel, etc. Yes. So I'm on All a right. roll tonight. It's good you to be back. You are on a roll, man. It's like the funniest you ever been. Uh, you want to get into the show, Aaron underscore Torres? I'm a stinking genius one, but I just wanted to say to my fellow high school graduates of Pacific Palisades, the year 1981. Uh, have a good time. I wish I'd be there with you guys next week uh, on that Sunday. So maybe the, I wonder Yo, if I could watch it on Zoom. Yeah. So when did when did Steve Kerr graduate? He graduated I want to say one, uh, 2 years after me. When did Jeannie graduate? She graduated t- 1 year ahead of me. Okay. Meaning that this is a circle of people that can connect you to two of the most important people in NBA history right yes. now. Yes. And you're not going to the graduation because of what? No, the heat. No, see, it's only I for mean, my to the year. Reunion. Yeah, it's only for my year. It's so only you, for 1981. I, so yeah. you mean to tell me that nobody in your year keeps in touch with people of different years? Well, they were talking about Kerr and, and Jeannie, and of course, like that on, on the chat room. But um, yeah, I'm still waiting for Kerr to call into the show. Torres thought he was going to call into the show tonight. So but. you're going. You're passing up an opportunity to go to where some of Kerr's friends can possibly be. Yes, and you're absolutely. not going yes. because of what yes. reason? I'm busy. I live in Vermont. It's like a five-hour ride by telephone for crying out loud to get to L.A. And it He's takes me a day and a half. What did you just go to Vegas for? 
Well, that's important. Vegas was important. Okay. You know, I just wanted to yeah. make you hear how stupid you sound. That's <laughs> well, wow. Have you never but, listened to this show before, Bo? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I want to go with my buddies to Vegas, but I mean, it's a high school. Maybe I could watch it on Zoom or something like that. Maybe they can. But nobody even knows me. I don't think people remember me from Pacific Palisades. But it's like I said, I see everybody that says they're going to be attending, and I don't remember anybody. I'm like, I don't know who that person is. I don't know that person. I, I think we have like 2,000 people in our graduating class or something like that. It was insane. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Bobo. Wow. All right. You want to get in Aaron underscore Tars? We'll be getting a lot of tweets, by the way. Ad stinking genius one. Um, I wanted to get a little bit into baseball. Everybody's already heard about Fernando Tatis with his 80-game suspension. He issued a half-ass apology. We'll get to that later on. But I saw that uh, story, and I sent it over to you about uh, Jonathan Papelbon, the old closer, uh, who said that um, he's sick to his stomach over what Tatis did. Matter of fact, I'll quote him and said, I worked my ass off so long and so hard and did it the right way. For me to see him, to see something like that, it hurts me so bad. I'll tell you right now, if I was pitching, every single time I face that dude, I'm drilling him. I don't care if I'm bringing in a run and losing the game, I'm drilling him. You know, good for him. Good for Jonathan Papelbaum. Um, because, you know, people say, well, look what he's done to the Padres. Look what he's done to the Padre fans. Um, look what he's done to himself. Look what he's done to the other players. I mean, when you cheat like that, and I'm not saying some AAA guy was going to go ahead and take his job, but when you're doing it the dirty way, if you're in AA, AAA, don't think that doesn't resonate. Don't think that these people don't see it and say, damn, maybe if I cheat and get away with it, I'll be able to go ahead and you know get that type of money out there. And one other thing, Aaron, and I want to I get your thoughts on this. What do PEDs usually do, though? I mean, it, I think it's just there to help you heal faster. I don't think it makes him hit a fastball further. I don't think if Russell Westbrook took PEDs, he's going to be hitting 75% three-point shots. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't help you in every aspect of a game, but I do I do help uh, it makes you stronger where you can work out more and you know and, and stuff like that, but I don't think it makes you hit a fastball or a curveball. Well, in Fernando Tatis' case, it also helps with ringworm too, so that's yeah. that's a benefit. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know, it what it what it the, the the principle is is not is not what does it actually do this and that. That might be a little bit overblown but I think it it does speak to a lot of the stuff that you said of um, you know we know what the rules are we know what is illegal and what's not the fact that Fernando Tatis is not appealing this suspension leads me to believe that uh, he kind of knows that he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar of course of course and he even said in that apology like well you know I mean we had team issue doctors that I could have seen probably should have gone to them so uh, you know it did this you know how much of his production through the years may be linked to we'll never know obviously in previous years but um is his production you know performance enhancing drug related i don't know was it just a one-off deal i don't know what i do know is you know the rules um and it's just kind of another in the line of these immature things that he has done and continues to do through the years by the way your uh soccer mishap is on sports center right now it's out of the <laughs> studio here but um but no, I mean, it's just another one of these dumb things that this guy, young guy, rich guy, millions of dollars, you know, when you sign that contract, you have a responsibility to your team, your teammates, the people signing your checks. And between the motorcycle accident, between this, uh, it's just making a lot of people in, in San Diego really frustrated. Well, let's say I'm Rob Manford. I'm the commissioner, and I, I, I call you up. I call up the Padres, and I say, I'm giving you 24 hours 
you can go ahead and cancel the contract, and he's not going to get his thirteen, uh, what three hundred twenty million or whatever it was, and you won't be on the hook for a dime. You got twenty uh, twenty four hours to decide. What do you think they would say? Whew. I mean, I think they'd still have to. I mean, he had forty two home runs last year. You can't not keep him, um, but. You know, I, I did he hit forty two home runs on something, or did he hit forty two home mm, runs legitimately? That's actually a legitimate question. What are you paying the three hundred twenty million dollars for? Because I, I think I may have paid three hundred twenty million dollars for a guy that was on something that put up some good numbers. Now, if I'm still got to pay the three hundred twenty million for a guy that's on nothing and not going to put up those numbers, I think I deserve a little bit of a discount. Twenty four hours, three hundred twenty million. There's some other big names out there. Obviously, Soto, you got you got to have to give him the money. What are you going to do? I'd probably still pay him, but it's a, it's a fair question. Would you not? Would you avoid the contract? Question. Would you avoid the contract? I would give it serious thought at this point. I would yeah, give I would it serious too. thought. I would look. I mean, look look at the injury he had this year. Look how long he's been out. I'm paying this guy how much money for how long? And I don't even know how legitimate he is. Look, I know he's a good, a great player. Um, you know, I heard Steve Hartman calling him a once in a generational type player. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, once in a generational type player, he's not going to even be one of the top 100 players in, in the history of Major League Baseball. But I, I, I'm not so sure I could just fork over another 12 more years at 300 plus million dollars when I don't know exactly if I'm going to you know, get production here. And I have another, I have a, a bunch of great kids and great players on my team anyway. Uh, maybe I could win without him. I don't know. I'm going to give it serious thought of, about canceling that contract. Of course, they'll never let him do that, but I'd give it serious thought of, if they would allow me to there, Torres. Well, and I'll tell you, it goes back. I remember you and I were on air uh, when Juan Soto turned down that 14, 15-year contract, whatever yeah. it was. I said it's ridiculous from player and from the, the team perspective to even be giving out contracts for that long because stuff changes. And now look at the San Diego Padres. I mean, what if it is all performance and what if he does come back next year? And I know he's suspended to start the season, but he plays uh, 140 games and hits eight home runs. And you got you're stuck with nine, ten, eleven, twelve more years of that deal. It just it speaks to why these contracts are dumb, why players shouldn't be signing them, why teams shouldn't be giving them out. Uh, but it's a great point by you, Arnie, is the possibility that uh, everything that he's done to this point in his career was performance enhancing. If we're testing him more thoroughly, maybe he's not as productive, and maybe he's not worth all that crazy money that we gave him to begin with. Aaron, if this story comes out, let's say in a month from now, when we're in week one of the NFL, we don't even talk about it for two minutes. We're talking about week one of the NFL. We're talking college football. And there's, we don't even care about Fernando Tatis. Why don't we care about Fernando Tatis and the 80-game suspension? But to this day, we'll talk about the four-game suspension of Tom Brady like it happened just yesterday. And it will go on forever and ever and ever, people calling him a cheater. Why does that still resonate when we're talking about air pressure in a football compared to PEDs in baseball in an 80-game suspension? I think it's actually the opposite. We never talk about, you know, nobody is going to, you know, nobody's talking about DeAndre Hopkins' legacy being altered because of performance-enhancing drugs. So uh, it speaks to, I think, maybe the double standard in each of these sports. But it is pretty crazy, man. It is pretty crazy. Um, And We let football players get away with a little bit more because it's a more physical game. 
than baseball is. So we tend to we tend to cut him a break, but we still talk about the Brady four game suspension for the football uh, air pressure, which is ridiculous. Now that we look back at that, now I mean, how much cheating goes on in sports? How many people really still cheat? Whether it's something like that, or it's PEDs, or just trying to Let get me the ask upper you a different hand. Question. Yeah. How little sympathy do you have for Fernando Tatis, given um, that, like, you know, I I think even 15, 20 years ago when all the the steroid stuff was happening, if you remember, uh, it it wasn't illegal at the time that these guys got caught or not to the degree that they did get caught. And so, um, you know, uh, the, the rules were different back then, but now everybody knows the rules. You have so much money on the line and you're going to whatever doctor you are to maybe cover up whatever you're trying to do. I just have such little sympathy for this guy. And again, I don't think his, it's not that I don't think, his contract is definitely not getting voided, but right, I just right. have such little sympathy for this guy. Hey, don't say definitely. If I, you know, sometimes you can sue. It's like a prenup. Uh, you know, if they took it to court, I would think they might have a, a 50-50 chance, but you're right. They're never going to do it. But man, I, if they really wanted to get out of it that bad, I would. I'd take it to court. That's what lawyers are for, right, Torres? That's what we got lawyers for, you know. Yeah, it, it, it is, and it's just. Yeah. I just have such little sympathy for this guy. Right? I have no sympathy for him at all. I. I think when people do that, it takes away from their integrity. Um, I'm not talking about legacy or anything like that. I think it just put it's poor judgment. Um, I never had the guts to cheat, whether it was like a spelling test in school or something like that. I. I just wouldn't do. It. I'd rather fail the test than to cheat. With, you know, with like a piece of paper in your pocket or something. Some people don't care if they get caught. Here, it resulted in a 13-year, $320 million contract. Maybe if I was told, you know, you could cheat on a spelling test, and if you don't get caught, you'll get a 13-year, $320 million contract. I don't know, maybe I'm cheating on the spelling test too, Torres. You know what I mean? Maybe You could have gotten I'm into the that. real Harvard rather than the Harvard yeah. of the Southwest. <laughs> I get it. He's uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spaniard. Torres in for Chris Plank. We'll come back. Bernie Fratto going to stop on by. Usually we have Todd Furman in this slot, but Todd's afraid to show up because I'm now 9-3 and three on my football picks, which is over 7 He didn't think I could pick it 63%. We'll talk to Bernie. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare all 
All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Take it into your work week on this Sunday, 14th day of August. Let's get to our guest. Usually we have Todd Furman on here, but joining us now, you can listen to him on late Saturday nights. It's our buddy, Bernie Fratto. How you doing, Bernie? Hey, Arnie, I'm curious. Have you inducted Kenny Pickett into your one-game Hall of Fame yet? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's in my preseason Hall of Fame. He did look good. Hey, first thing I want to ask him is I'm now 9-3 and three on my picks. I'm picking at 75%, and I've always told you the preseason is the free season. Do you, um, do you and all the other uh, gamblers out there have a lot of uh, good luck in the preseason, or do you just wait to the regular season? How do you handicap the preseason? I've always said the handicapping in the preseason is far more favorable. It's all about information, information, information. Look at the things we've been talking about on the airwaves the last three weeks. First-year coaches in their first game, 4-1 and one already, you're making money there. John Harbaugh, we said, wants to win preseason games now 21-0, and 19-2 against the number. You know, Bill Belichick... He doesn't like to he doesn't care if he wins in the preseason, but what if I told you that in preseason openers, Bill Belichick was sixteen and five against the spread, seven and one as a dog. That covered last week. What if I told you that defending Super Bowl losers, Cincinnati, they played Arizona Friday night, they're a paltry six and twenty-four against the spread in preseason openers, you'd win money there. Andy Reid, he's played his starters the first quarter the last two years. He plays his starters the first quarter. They jump out to a fourteen nothing lead. I could go on and on and on. It's all about information information, information. You have situations where on one side of the field, one coach may or may not want to win. The other side, the coach may not care. By the way, just quickly about Kenny Pickett. You'll forgive me about height. I covered the greatest preseason team of all time, the 2008 Detroit Lions. Yeah. They're 4-0. <laughs> they outscored their opponents 80-32. to No one scored more than 10 points on them. We even beat Brady Quinn in week three. If I had a nickel for every time somebody told me the hype was real because someone in the preseason flashed, Elon Musk would be mowing my lawn. So the preseason means nothing. Brady Quinn was on one of those rosters. Uh, I think guys that look like Arnie Spanier were on others yeah. of those. Real quick, speaking of Arnie, uh, can you uh, talk him off the ledge on his he, – he, he boldly predicted that he's going to hit 80% of his bets last year, Bernie. What, what will you do for Arnie Spanier if he hits 80% of his bets this year? Well, I think Arnie's going to do it, actually. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> but I will say this. All it takes, guys, I've only been doing this 30 years. All it takes is one ground ball to go through Bill Buckner's legs. All it takes is a guy to drop a fly ball, a penalty, a Mike McCarthy on the sideline who tries to run a play. I can give you a million ways. That's the reason you can never master this because you can have the best laid plans and all it takes is something goofy happening and your plans go right out the window. I, I will tell you really quick, Arnie apparently is the first person to ever have access to the internet or press <laughs> yeah. conference availability from coaches. So that's going to be the X factor for him. Go wow, ahead, Arnie. Wow. You know, Bertie, I want to ask you this. When you do your betting or the gamblers do their betting, are you betting with the team that you like or are you betting against the team that you think is the worst? No, you, you, that's co if you bet with your heart, you end up with heart disease. You, you, it's, <laughs> it's nothing about who you like or your personal opinions. If we're, first of all, we're talking about the NFL. It all comes down to power ratings. That's how they create a sports betting line. And, you, you know, power ratings are published 
everywhere. But then you look for angles and trends and spots, and you, you try to look for logic as well. And by the way, in this day and age, it's not just individual games, Arnie. I can tell you the pros are lining up to take the Bears at 8-1 to one, to be the worst team in the NFL this year. They're mm. going to go under 6.5 and, and a half wins. Look, they've got a bad offensive line, a bad defensive line. They open up versus the 49ers, and they go to Green Bay. Then they got back-to-back road games at the Giants and Vikings. Complete rebuilding job. They lost Khalil Mack. They lost Allen Robinson. Their offense and defense both finished 31st last year. This is a team that's going to stink. You look at the data, you trust the data, and you go from there. That's really how you bet. Burn, what else can we take away from the last couple days in your eyes from the NFL preseason week one? Aaron, Aaron, I don't mean to be glib or pithy. You, you, you can't take away anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of these guys. Now, wait a minute. What about the what about the overs, Bernie? Because the overs are hitting at a at a pretty high rate. Absolutely. The first eight games went over because it's now basketball on turf, and you can't tackle anybody or hit the quarterback, and there's not a lot of penalties being called. But you're already going to see a market adjustment. See. A few years ago, a typical preseason over-under line was, you know, 33, 32. Now they've already adjusted to both Friday night, or, uh, the Thursday night game is 39 and a half, Chicago at Seattle, and uh, the Friday night, the first Friday night game, 39 and a half. So the markets have already adjusted. You just saw, Arnie, basically a trend that hit because the bookmakers haven't adjusted. And again, once the guys picked up on that trend and realized these games were not really you know, being officiated terribly closely and offenses were wide open, and most of these quarterbacks, you know, you've got a lot of quarterback depth charts now where you got two or three guys that have had 40 or 50 starts in the NFL, and in the second half, they're going up against guys going to be working at Napa Auto Parts next month. <laughs> Nothing against that. That's good Christian values. That's a good career. Yes, but that yes. doesn't mean you can stop an NFL you, offense. You know, Bernie, I, I'm wondering, not so much you, but the gamblers out there, not how much do you bet, but how many bets do you have down already before the season started? Have you bet five games, 10 games, 20 games, 30? How many have you bet so far? Uh, the only thing I've bet so far are four uh, divisional divisional underdogs week one. But I know what you're referring to. Uh, I have friends. Uh, Fezzik's probably made 60 bets already. Wow. I have that, Brad Powers yeah. came on our show Saturday when you were out, Bernie, and I, I don't know the number, but it was quite a few in the college realm. He's probably made about 75. Uh, wow. Because, well, these guys, are they're, they're mathematicians that are able to find market inefficiencies. Okay, I'll give you just a quick example. Last year at this time, Michigan was hosting Ohio State Thanksgiving weekend. They were an 11-point underdog. You could have grabbed Michigan last year at this time as an 11-point underdog. You saw what happened on game day. Michigan won outright. You try to find those market inefficiencies based on you get into a situation, and in that situation, it changes two or three months down the road based on how things go. Not too dissimilar to the NFL. I'll give you another example. The Cleveland Browns, their over-under this year was 8.5. Then they signed Deshaun Watson. It goes to 9. Then on August 1st, Judge Robinson issues a ruling. Oh, wow, it's only six games. We're going to have Watson for two-thirds of the season. Then it goes to 9.5. Well, what if you're a better? You could have bet the over at 8.5 and, and the under at 9.5. That's the ultimate free rule. Now that thing lands on 9, you double whammy the book. Or the book The book doesn't want to be in that situation. So mm. they try to. the beauty of it is the books put up a line on pretty much every game, first half, game, totals, you name it. There's a billion ways to do it. To imply that they're going to be perfect is 
you know, not true. They'll make mistakes. They make mistakes. Guys like Brad, guys like Fezzik, that are professional bettors that do this for a living, that place hundreds of bets over the course of a year. They try to find those market inefficiencies. I don't do that. I don't like futures bets. I don't like tying up my money that long. Prop bets are just too iffy. What if you had the Padres at 20 to Gotta 1? I ask you. You're, Tatis, yeah. yeah, you're feeling real good about the Padres, right? 20 yeah. to 1. Then they sign Juan Soto. They're down to 8 to 1. Then Fernando Tatis, gee, how smart can you be? D. Gordon, back in 2016 with the Marlins, also took Klaus to ball, was suspended for 80 games. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Tatis. You're not going to be missing 283 games over the four-year period by the time you get to come back next May. No excuses. If you were holding a ticket there, guess what? You could also turn that into a positive based on which way you bet. Are people betting the World Series right now? World Series, like, because the Dodgers and the Mets right now seem to be running away in the NL. Well, there's no question. Heavy money is coming on both of those teams. They're major markets. The handle in New York has become uh, an incredible uh, dollar value. San Diego's near Vegas, and and, and I check that. So is so is Los Angeles. These are teams that are favorites. Favorites don't always win, though. But yes, both of those teams have uh, drawn a tremendous amount of action. He's Bernie Fratto. You can check him out Saturday night, certainly right here on Fox Sports Radio, our gambling and, of course, not only insider, but knows everything about the NFL and all kinds of sports out there. Bernie, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. We'll catch up with you later on. Thanks, guys. Remember, information. You got two games this week where you got 0-1 versus 1-0. Thursday night, Chicago at Seattle. And Friday, Carolina at New England. Look to the 0-1 teams. They don't like to lose their first two. Oh, I love it. I love it. We'll see how I do. Thanks a lot, Bernie. Bernie Fratto, everybody. More knee-jerk reactions to what happened in preseason week number one. But first, let's see what's trending. We check in with Steve DeSager to see what's going on. What's going on, DeSager? Well, you mentioned Juan Soto. Fortunately, the Padres were in D.C. all weekend. They beat Washington 6 to nothing. The Padres tweeted out Juan Soto up to 100 walks already this season in 112 mm. games. Wow. The first since Barry Bonds 15 years ago to get to those kind of numbers already. I looked it up. Aaron Judge is number two in the majors in walks, by the way. But Soto has 101, Judge 66 walks. Of course, Aaron Judge has 100 RBIs, and Soto has about 50. <laughs> and Judge is batting 300, and Soto's been around 250. But still, kind of an amazing number in that category. You mentioned the suspension with the shortstop we still haven't seen and won't see play for the Padres this year. The general manager, A.J. Preller, had said the suspension's very disappointing for Tatis. As an organization, we've invested time and money into him. And when he's on the field, he's a different difference maker. You would think after what happened in the offseason, there would be some maturity. Mm. And he also said they would revisit some of the details from the offseason, digging into the shoulder injury, the wrist injury of the past year. We're looking more into that now. I think we need to get to a point in time where we have trust over the course of the last six, seven months, the GM said, I think that's been something we really haven't been able to have there. Ouch. Ouch. The guy's a great talent. He says the guy we have a lot of history with, we do believe in, but, 
and you can see where he's going with yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, he's not going to be on the field till May for the Padres. <laughs> Meanwhile, six straight wins for the Atlanta Braves. They got three runs top of the ninth and won three to one at Miami. The Braves are still five and a half back of the first place Mets in That's the NL right. East. The Mets shut out Philadelphia six nothing. Chris Bassett pitched five innings for the win. The Phillies, with runners in scoring position, went 0 for 10. Guess what? It's Mets at Atlanta tomorrow. This Woo. weekend in the NL Central, it was St. Louis hosting Milwaukee. Cardinals won the series with the win today, 6-3. The Cards first in the division, game and a half over the Brewers, and now the Brewers will host the Dodgers the next four days. Dodgers have been ridiculously hot the last month and a half, but actually got shut out today and had just two hits in Kansas City, of all places. 4-0 Royals. Impressive, ending a Dodger 12-game winning streak. Houston won again, 6-3 over Oakland. The A's have lost eight straight. It might be Houston as the number one seed in the American League playoffs. They're two and a half games up on the Yankees now, who lost again, 3-0 at Boston. Boston. Boston Red Sox record 57 and 59 this season. Tampa Bay got a win 4-1 over Baltimore. Winning pitcher Drew Rasmussen had a perfect game until a ninth inning leadoff double. There was an NFL exhibition in Las Vegas today. Raiders beat Minnesota 26-20. Raiders QB Jarrett Stidham with a touchdown run. Rookie running back Samir White, five carries, just 13 yards. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins was missing due to COVID. Cousins has to isolate for at least five days. He missed a late season game last year, remember, due to COVID as an unvaccinated player. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow practiced for the first time at camp. He had an appendectomy nearly three weeks ago. Wide receiver T. Higgins participated in Bengals team drills for the first time after offseason shoulder surgery. Will Zalatoris won the PGA Tour playoff opener in Memphis. He shot a final round 66, then won the three-hole playoff today. This is Zalatoris' first tour victory. He'd had 16 top 10 finishes. Kevin Harvick was the NASCAR winner at Richmond. He also won last week at Michigan breaking a 65 race winless streak Christopher Bell finished second this was Harvick's 60th win of his career tying him with Kyle Busch for the most among active drivers by the way there are two cup series races left in the regular season their playoffs start in September in a battle for the last spot in the playoffs Ryan Blaney uh, widened his advantage over Martin Truex Jr. due to today's stage points back to you all right, thanks a lot to Sager. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio on a Sunday night. Uh, real, we're getting a lot of tweets. Bad job by me trying to keep up, but Mark sends this in. Um, Arnie, pro athletes use PEDs, period. The pro league should just legalize PEDs and monitor them um, because the way it's being policed now, it's totally corrupt and it's hurting the integrity of pro sports. How many are using? 50, 60, 75%? See, I Probably think it's 75% mu- or I more. I think it's much lower in 2022 than it was, you know, 25 years ago. Like, you know, because one, the stakes are so high. Uh, two, we know what's going to happen if if uh, if you get caught. Uh, you know, I, I think back in the day, yeah, in the late 90s, early 2000s, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, yeah, I think that number was probably 70, 75%. I mean, I think it was Ken Caminiti wow. said he thought it was like 80% and yeah. he won an MVP. But I don't think it is now. I it's, do. I think it's still high. The numbers because, are down, too. The yeah, offensive but, numbers are down. But 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 isn't it easier to mask the stuff they're coming out? Isn't like Aren't they like one, head, one step ahead of all this? Listen, if you want to yeah. cheat, you're going to cheat. But I also think guys realize what's at stake if you get caught um, and how much money you're going to lose. I mean, how much is Fernando Tatis going to lose over the course of 80 games? I mean, literally tens of millions of dollars, aren't it? You know, like maybe not tens of millions, but millions of dollars. And I just, I, 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 I no, would no, disagree wait, with that Wait, wait, is that true, though? Is he really going to lose millions of dollars? 
I don't think he gets paid during the suspension. Well, give me a give me a number. Just give me a number. Let's say he loses thirty million or twenty million. Okay. Sure. Didn't the PDs maybe part of the reason why he got the three hundred twenty million to begin with? So he's really making three hundred million dollars. I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, you could look that. at it that way. Also, is he losing ten, fifteen, twenty million dollars for the suspension, or is he gaining three hundred million because that's what helped him get that contract to begin with? I don't know. Well, I think that's fair, but I yeah. also don't think that you want to lose any of it. I mean, it, right. but, but, but yeah, you know, and the qu- yeah. the question is, you know, again, it goes back to a point that you made last segment, which is, you know, we're going to find out pretty quick if, um, you know, if, if the steroids or why he got the 300 whatever million in the first place. And yeah, in that regard, it's probably worth it. By the way, how about this? By the way, it, real quick, it, I would say this too is that um, you know gets uh, you know gets popped for steroids when he's not even playing. I mean, it's right. one, I'm not excusing it if it's in the middle of the season. But Danny G, I think you have the numbers. Go ahead. Yeah, that 80 game suspension is going to cost him 2.9 million. Oh, that's nothing. That's chump change. I guess that's the chump change. The money in the contract must not kick in until much later. Like, you, ma- are okay. you more up to take PEDs before you get the big contract or after you get the big contract? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess. If I guess you I'm pr- going to take it before because I want to get the money. I, I can see the benefit of taking it before because I want to put up good numbers so I can get the big contract. Once I get the big contract, I don't know why I need to take it unless I'm just so banged up. I need it physically. I'm not going to take it for my performance though because I got the big money already. You know. I just remember there was one year. I'm trying to find the stats off the top of my head, but. Uh, do you remember when uh, Adrian Beltre had a career year in his contract year? Let's see here. It was his last year with the Dodgers. Hits 48 home runs with 121 RBI. Never has more than, it looks like, 36 in a season. Again, had 19 the following season in the same number of games played. So, you used to see stuff like that a lot in the day. Is like Guys would have a huge, a huge season in a contract year, then they'd fall off. And you always wondered if it was something like that. I think it was somebody like, what was it, Brady Anderson? Was that, remember him? When oh, he yeah. Home? He said it was because he was eating, uh, like, Cheerios or something like that. Is that what he said? <laughs> That's what he was. was some cereal that gave him the extra strength that he was putting the home runs um, over the fence and stuff like that. It, it, of course, that's all it takes is a box of Cheerios, and uh, you're going to start hitting home runs. I love that one. All right, uh, you want to get in, of course, Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. You can reach him at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. The Sager stops on by. We'll get to some of the news we didn't get to earlier. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
All right, good evening, everybody. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier on this Sunday, 14th day of August. We're going to get to the Sager in just a minute. I just saw Bernie's uh, Twitter account. Did you see that, uh, Torres? Bernie, uh, his social media, I have not seen it. What did he say? He goes, oh, snap, just got back-to-back text. And it reads like this, a full-season suspension for Deshaun Watson appears intimate. Stay tuned at mm. Fox Sports Radio. So uh, Bernie's plugged that in, up. man. Yeah, Bernie is plugged in, no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I was wondering why it was taking so long. I, why, I thought that Deshaun Watson, they were trying to negotiate the eight games. You heard about that, and now... Uh, we'll see if this comes out tonight or tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see, but let's check in with Sager, see what he's got, what we haven't hit on so far tonight. What's going on, Sager? Well, that will be the news that will be coming yeah, out, yeah. that's for sure. But That's for sure if it happens by tomorrow. I know. think we agree it will all be longer than six, but yeah, that would be that would be news. A full season, wow, the whole 17 games. They didn't, didn't see that coming. I thought they'd work it out and get it down to like 12 or something like that and just say the hell with it, let's move on. But So he'll miss two seasons if he doesn't get to play this year. Oh, wow. That's... Now, it's an independent NFL reporter with the uh, story who I'm not familiar with, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be more than six. Let me put it that at minimum. Well, we are not going to have an MLB Field of Dreams game in Iowa next year. We did yeah. just have one with Reds-Cubs this past week. Certainly not as good a matchup as no. with the Yankees or the classic game they ratings had a year were down. ago. Oh, well, yeah, the they were. were tremendous. It yeah. was still a great look. It, it is. It's still fun to see. I said that on my show last night. Is I I didn't think that it would feel the same the second time around. It was every bit as good from the field standpoint. It was. It was. Apparently, Frank Thomas, former White Sox star, is part of the ownership group that owns and operates the site in Dyersville, Iowa. And they say no game for MLB next year because of the construction that's going to be going on to put a youth baseball and softball whole complex around there. It's not just going to be the original movie field and the little stadium where they've had the MLB games and construction you, supposed to start this year. You guys should come out here for a week. We have these wiffle ball fields. One's little Fenway Park. Um, one is um, uh, Wrigley, and one's the Field of Dreams, where they have the hmm. corn all through the out. Uh, you know, in That's the home good. run, and it's just fantastic. It's a lot of fun, man. It's a blast. They aired a little wiffle ball on the Ocho with all the odds. Oh, get out of here! No, no kidding. It was get out of here. It's mostly just pitcher and batter, but oh. there are a couple of good catches. You you would have a blast. I mean, the replica Fenway. It has the mm-hmm. big wall, the monster. Has even the flag that lists everybody in order of the division, the retired numbers mm-hmm. for the socks up on the wall. It's like a little replica of Fenway. It's just so much fun to play. We talked about this with there, yeah. Chris Plank because Oklahoma softball played out in Palm Springs in Southern California, yes, a place yes. that has the same yes. type of thing as a replica yes. Wrigley and Yankee and yep. Fenway yep. in Cathedral Absolutely. City. By the way, the ratings for the uh, the past week Cubs Reds Field of Dreams game was still 3.1 million viewers. Okay, that's same night bad. NFL Network got. 1.5 million for Giants Patriots and uh, the night before MLS All-Star Game 1.5 million including the English and Spanish broadcast combined in this country. NFL Network I realize that they're the appropriate network to have their top 100 players countdown every year silly as it is and that's also like any 24-hour network you've got programming to fill you got hours to fill i get it but when i saw on a tweet a list of hey here's players 81 through 90 on the okay there's good linebackers <laughs> roquan smith shaquille barrett number 85 in between them is mac jones as one of the best players in the okay maybe and number 90 on the list is odell beckham who's not actually in the league at this point so okay if he's on the wow. list of free agents 
in the NFL. By the way, I've seen the list of free agents still on the list. Cam Newton, A.J. McCarron, Blake Bortles, plenty of other quarterbacks still available out there, people. Uh, running backs on the list that are unsigned, uh, Tariq Cohen, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Peyton, uh, Barber, Jalen, and also uh, Le'Veon Bell is still on that list, by the way. Mm. And yes, Odell Beckham. New York Post reported today that NBC is going to name its announcing team for Notre Dame football TV games. Yeah, I saw this. Mm. Wow. And it's going to be Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett. No, he's got tons of experience. Who they <laughs> who they had paired together as kind of a tryout, I assume, on some of their USFL coverage this year. Jack Collinsworth was a Notre Dame student about five years ago and is now getting Jeez. this gig. So it's, let's just say it out loud, it's a little bit of a step down from Mike Tirico. But, you know, yep. okay. So, How come they didn't ask me then? I don't understand. That's, Artie, right. that's a big football? step down from Mike Okay, Tirico. I'll do it. I'll well, do it. Ask me. Your dad is not doing Sunday night football. Maybe that's the answer right there. As for the... Uh, Football coverage for college football, I'm talking about for NBC. They are due to add Big Ten in a year, just for the record. And uh, the World Cup schedule got adjusted a bit this weekend. Now, Fox and FS1 had the Men's World Cup starting in November. For those who ask, wait a minute, isn't that a summer thing? Well, due to the heat at the host country, Qatar, they, through corruption, awarded Qatar the World Cup and then later said, wow, it's going to be really hot here. Let's just yeah. move the games. They make Palm Springs look cold. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Actually, exactly. Because they were actually toying for a little while. You know, they're rolling in money in Qatar. Of course. They were toying for a while of just creating artificial clouds to hover over the stadiums on game day. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Eventually, they just they just moved to November. And so uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving, for example, U.S. men's soccer against England. And then there's, of course, Ohio State and Michigan that week and all the Fox NFL. It's going to be really jam-packed. Well, it's even more jammed now because originally the host country, it's Qatar, not exactly a world power in soccer, was not due to play the first match, which is traditional for the host country. But now they've given them, moved their their first game to Sunday, November 20th to make it the first of the tournament. Well, that's a Fox NFL Sunday. So maybe that one will be on FS1. There is no Sunday Fox match in the World Cup. Uh, The final is even a little earlier in the day. They can fit it before pregame show. I like that. Aaron Torres, only Spaniel, live from Qatar as we're getting ready (laughs) for some soccer. In this hot heat out there, yes. No alcohol. Yeah, I will pass out. All right, two hours are in the books. The Power Hour next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare oh 
let's go. It is the power hour of the show. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier on this Sunday into Monday. You want to get in, you can tweet us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one right here on Fox Sports Radio. A lot to get to. Torres, I'm supposed to be giving my picks in the last segment this hour. There's only two games that have the lines up. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to give just those two games and wait for the line. I don't remember the lines ever taking this long to come on out on a Sunday, you know? Well, I, I think Vegas should probably call you. I mean, you have all the answers, apparently, according to everything that I heard in the first segment. So I should be setting the lines. That's what I, I'm I really, saying, yeah. Yeah. I, I should be a lines maker. I wonder how much that pays, too. I mean, I wonder if that's Todd, a good job. You could ask Todd Furman. I mean, I think that <laughs> yeah. was literally his job, so... Was that is that what Todd? He was an odds maker for all of Vegas. Caesar Sportsbook. It's literally like why he's the most credible voice in this sports betting space. I wonder if that pays like a million dollars a year. I mean, you should ask him. God, he must have a lot of money. No wonder he'd say he'd pay a, a condo for me if I pick more than sixty three percent. Former odds maker turned co founder of Bet the Board. Analyst. Why would you ever leave that job if you were an odds maker? Probably. By the way, how about if you woke up one morning and said, you know, I think I made that line a little too much. I'm going to bet the other way. I guess you're not allowed to bet, though, if you make odds. I guess they have to take that to a conflict of interest, I'm assuming. Um, I would assume that uh, it's pretty much, <laughs> I, I think, like, federally regulated would be my guess, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. Right, we got a lot to Where get to this hour. Where do you come up hour. with this stuff? What is wrong I, with I mean, Can you imagine? I would love. I lived in Vegas one time. And uh, it was it was fantastic. I'm telling you, it, it, I had a ponytail, a mustache, sure did. no wife, no kids. It was party time, my friend. It was the best time of my life. Um, Deshaun Watson, I want to start there because Bernie Fratto, our buddy Bernie Fratto, who we had on last hour, put this out on his Twitter account. He said he got back-to-back tweets. He's hearing that Deshaun Watson will get a full-year penalty. I guess my first question to you is, is that one year or is that 17 games and he's eligible to come back for the playoffs if they should make the playoffs? I'm guessing for the one full year is what everybody's saying here. I would assume that, yeah, I can't imagine a world where they're going to let him back in for the playoffs. So, yeah. Is that fair to go from six games to 17-plus games, though? Is there no middle ground here? Um, I mean, is it fair is that to saying, the four women that have... No, but I'm not saying that. There's nothing that we can do to make it fair to the four women. There's nothing, Unless we just suspend them for life, there's nothing that's going to make up for what he did. So th- there's never going to be a good answer for that. The question is, though, is it fair to make a punishment from six to 17 plus if the first when one it, was it, so but, egregiously wrong yes it is Next but it wasn't but, but it wasn't wait wait a minute though the torres it was an independent former judge that made that penalty you have to look at it, it wasn't just like somebody in the nfl or roger goodell making that it was an independent arbitrator that made that decision there i understand how it worked i just uh, when what because she made a wrong decision i don't think that that means that we can't then adjust the decision appropriately that's all i'm saying why is there no middle ground then why is just going straight from 6 to 17 wouldn't you thought the NFL would have said something like okay let's just make it 12 and let's get this over with or let's make it more 14 or something like that and let them let them come back at the end of the year but they I think they really held to their you know sticking points here there were no middle ground here I guess for them 
Yeah, no, I, I, I don't like. I, yeah, to me, I'll just go back to what I just said. I, I don't have any fundamental issue with them changing it when. And I understand, right? Like, I understand Sue Robinson was brought in uh, to do this for the for the uh, for the league. I also think that we all kind of looked at her decision. Um, she played it very. She kind of, and, and I understand where where she was in a tough spot because there's no way that there could be anything like this in the collective bargaining agreement or in the personal code of conduct or the code of conduct policy for the NFL. Fell, but uh, you know, it did feel like it, it was basically made on a technicality uh, that she allowed the only six-game suspension. And so, again, I, I don't really have much sympathy uh, for Deshaun Watson in this case. If he's gone for the entire year, do you go with Jacoby Brissett? Do you go with Josh Rosen, or do you tra- uh, trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, or do you just say this is not going to work out this year? Let's just chalk us up to one more bad year, and we're all in for the following year. What do you do if you're the uh, Cleveland Browns? I'd go with Jimmy G. I'm a Jimmy G guy, and yes, I, I, I don't, am too. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if you've ever heard this this rant from me, but you know, I, I just it, this is actually one of my like I think sometimes in sports, just in general, is that I think certain things happen and because we know they're going to happen we just accept them as okay that well that's just how it's got to be like the fact that the 49ers and now Jimmy G's healthy and I know he had some offseason stuff but the fact that the 49ers are just giving up on a quarterback that was maybe a dropped interception from his teammate away from right. going to two Super Bowls in 3 years I understand Trey Lance top 5 pick you're paying him a lot of money Arnie you play to win the game Herm <laughs> Edwards said it Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo yeah. puts you in the best position to win in a season where you have a roster built to go to the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I would take Jimmy G just because I I would I would start Jimmy G if I was San Francisco. That's clearly not going to happen. So if I was Cleveland, that's who I would go with. Well, in San Francisco's defense, though, maybe they do like Jimmy G, but they just can't get a hold of him on the telephone. Did you see that story? Did you no, see that? What sto- is this? I missed. You it. didn't hear the? Oh, you missed this one. I was talking about this with Willard as I was filling in for Joy Taylor on Saturday. I guess Jimmy G once he signed the contract. Contract with San Francisco. You ready for this? Late on me. Ghosted them. He wouldn't return their calls. They didn't know where he was. They couldn't get a hold of him. Wow. Um, yeah, they, they just stopped getting. He just stopped reporting into the 49ers. He he just ghosted them and and said goodbye, au revoir, and I'll see you when camp comes around. What was that all about? I mean, how could how do you ghost a football team and especially after they give you a big contract like that? I I'm, I'm like that doesn't make any sense. I and I nobody's had not heard ever that story. Yeah, nobody's ever cleared that up and to find out why that happened and where was he and why wasn't he answering texts it wasn't like he was mad at san francisco right he should be happy he was getting all the money i i'm not sure what went wrong but i would like to find out you know what i mean what could you imagine if that's true could you imagine if like tom brady or somebody else did that where they just ghosted the patriots and belichick would be talking about that for years if it was brady you know that's crazy. I had not heard that story, um, but it doesn't change the fact that for whatever reason, yeah. uh, he still is the best quarterback that gives them the best chance to win. So, crazy world, man. Crazy do you world. believe these early reports about Deshaun Watson that's going to be a full year, or do you think there's going to be some middle ground? And do you think we'll hear about this first thing tomorrow? Well, I I think that there's there, you know at a certain point you can add up enough stuff where it starts to make sense. I mean, one Roger Goodell, um, and I think we criticize Roger Goodell for everything, but but you know has been so outspoken. He used the word. I, I was kind of blown away that he used this word. He he called it predatory behavior, right? Um, right. Which speaks to what it is. 
I think the fact that that people like Bernie and Bernie's really plugged in across you know the, the professional sports ranks, having worked in Michigan for twenty years, says he's hearing it. But then also what you brought up earlier is that Deshaun Watson. Uh, the reports are that he was willing to quote unquote settle for an eight game suspension and a five million dollar fine. Well, first of all, this is a guy that supposedly he he's been telling us since day one that he's done nothing wrong, even though he apologized on Friday. Which why are you right. apologizing if he did nothing wrong? Terrible apology. Apology, by the way. Absolutely. Awful apology. We played the audio last night. It's it's made me feel even worse about the whole situation than than I than I did, if that's possible. But you know, I, I just again I go back to um, if you've done nothing wrong, and if the league has given you a six game suspension, now you're willing to accept eight games and a five million dollar fine when you did nothing wrong. So this is all long winded way, Arnie, of me sitting here saying that I do believe that something big is coming. Probably that full year suspension. Yeah, I'm starting to think that, too. We'll probably find out about that tomorrow unless uh, maybe some of these reports are not true. I'm surprised it's still gone on this long. I never thought it would go on into the first week of the preseason, but I will promise you this. I I get a feeling we'll find out this week about what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson. If if I'm going to guess now, I thought it was going to be six games the first time around. I was right about that. I guess it's going to be the full year this year, this time around. At least least that's what we're hearing, so we'll find out more about that. All right, uh, more knee-jerk reactions. We haven't even uh, even done that close, uh, Torres. We've we've certainly slacked on that. I just want to say this. I don't know if this is more of a knee-jerk reaction, but um, the Giants beat the Patriots, and I think the Patriots are just going to be a below-average team. I think they're a third-place team in that division. They have no offense. I think Belichick left Mac Jones with no weapons around him. It's it's always the Belichick way. I don't think it's going to be a good year for the Patriots. I think it's like an 8-9, 7-10-year, and it's going to be a miserable run, and Mac Jones is, is not going to look very good because of that. So I know this is a knee-jerk reaction. We're supposed to go back and forth, but I, I want to ask you, you live in New England. What is the vibe? out there about you know what uh you know what what this whole coordinator no coordinator Matt Patricia may be calling the plays what is the vibe out there because it is just a bizarre bizarre deal for the rest of us on right the well right now they're going to give Belichick the benefit of the doubt and just say okay we're just going to go ahead and continue does he to still get the benefit of the doubt I'm not even yeah, being sarcastic he does yet. I mean how could you that guy you get more than just one year without Tom Brady for the benefit of the doubt right this, well this is year three well, and year three but they I mean, got destroyed years. in the playoffs last year and so yeah yeah, but I mean, they still made the playoffs. But I think people still expect them to go to the playoffs. I don't see that. I think it's going to be a very weak offense. I think Belichick is still trying to do it old school way, his way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't that. like the whole, you know, who's going to be the offensive coordinator, who's going to be calling plays. And I don't like the weapons that he has around him. I think he's done a poor job of restocking. Look at what Tampa's done ever since Tom Brady's got there and how many people they have went out and gotten. Uh, I think the Patriots are in a very bad year this year. It's going to be a tough year for them. No, I, I I don't disagree at all. I was just curious from your perspective. I, I you know I I'm starting to wonder how how long people do give him the benefit of the doubt because I get it right. It, you know, an all timer leaves, but I think part of it is well, first of all, you and I were on air uh, during that final game against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah. and I you know I remember thinking that it was it was Brady. He's old. He's over the hill. Well, it just turns out he had no weapons, and so. One, you even look back at the end of the the Brady run and you sit there and say, okay, most of that 
that uh, was probably on Belichick more than it was on Brady, just based on what we now know. So I'm not surprised. I'm a little surprised that the the vibe is still in in Belichick we trust. But I think the patience is wearing really really thin there. Uh, if I can go ahead and give a um, yeah, yeah, knee jerk reaction, you brought it up earlier with Matt Verderam. I think you brought it up with Bernie. I think Kenny Pickett's the starter in Pittsburgh in in you know a, no later than week four, week five. I just I, I it's weird to me. It feels like there's been this Mitch Trubisky like overreaction in the off season where. We all kind of know who he is and what he's about, yet I've read multiple articles that are just like, you know, I mean, if if you only need him for one, you, you know, if you need him as a spot starter, he's kind of okay. No, he's not. He's terrible. He's not a starter in this league. We all know he's not a starter in this league. Mike Tomlin, to his credit, is another guy like Belichick that gets the benefit of the doubt, but I'm telling you, that, that to me does not look like a guy that is going to be a starter for very long in the NFL. Mitch Trubisky, I think Kenny Pickett gets in sooner rather than later. Oh, I, I agree with you. Let me say this. I don't know why they were in such a hurry to name Mitch Trubisky as the starting quarterback. Um, that's the first thing. Second of all, I think I would have had Trubisky as my starting quarterback coming in the camp. So um, before the first preseason game, I would have agreed with the decision. After what I saw in the first preseason game, and again, uh, this is a knee-jerk reaction, I'm at least saying to myself, if I'm the head coach, I think Kenny Pickett is rising faster on the depth chart and could be a number one quarterback in this league. Maybe we should think about just starting him from day number one. That's where I am right now. He did look really, really good. And granted, it's knee-jerk reaction, and you're going against Seattle, and their second and third string teams and all that baloney. But I liked what I saw. Maybe I still go with Mitch Trubisky for the first couple games, but if he has any problems, I may have to put in Kenny Pickett. He looked good. Damn, did he look good. Huh? He was awesome. Yeah, he looked good. And, you know, the other thing, too, is he's a veteran guy. I mean, he's kind of the opposite of some of those guys that came in last year where Trey Lance didn't play as a, you know, his final year in college. Um, Zach Wilson really had one good year as a starter. Kenny Pickett only had one good year, but he was a four or five year starter, dealt with injuries early in his career. And then last year he was healthy. He's the point I'm trying to make. He's got a lot of snaps under his belt. This isn't a 20 year old, uh, 30 year out of college. This is a, a, an older guy. If you remember Arnie last year after they beat Clemson, he said, I'm going to go grab a Bud Light and watch some film. That's a grown man that's walking into your locker room right there, Arnie. So, so yeah, I'm a believer in him. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. When we get back, more knee-jerk reactions. We'll get to some tweets. All that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Real quick, somebody sent this to me. Arnie, I hope you consider rescuing little Arnie. I rescued my dog, Jack. He was a great companion for 16 years. We road trip across USA. I sent you that picture, did I not, Torres, of a local uh, rescue here in Vermont that was that had a dog that needed to be rescued, and the dog's name was Arnie. Very great-looking dog. Absolutely fantastic-looking dog. Uh, no doubt about that. I don't know if I could take another dog. I already got two. I don't know if I could take a third one right now. I I would rescue it, though, you know? You know, it's crazy. What? I'm getting a dog next week. <laughs> oh, name it Arnie. There you go. <laughs> We're not naming it Arnie. Uh, it's already been picked out and everything. We're going to pick it up next Sunday. So if Chris Plank is out again, uh, you're going to have to find somebody else. What but, are you going to name the dog? Uh, my wife decided that we're going to name it Charlie, but it's a girl Charlie. Like, uh, oh, listen, happy wife, happy life. How dare no, you? That, that, but that, that, look, my dog's name is Mr. Barksdale. It was named after the drug dealer on the wire. Okay, okay. But that's the way I adopted it. So they told me I couldn't change. I actually bought it from a drug dealer. Uh, for a hundred dollars, and the other dog is a rescue from Vermont named Lord Stanley for the Stanley Cup. So it's got some. Can you, you know, know about you? About you bought your dog from a drug dealer? Or are you making yes. that up? No, I did. That's a true story. Why did you buy it from a drug dealer? Because it was his dog. <laughs> it was why? his dog. But so you were just hanging out with a drug dealer. And no, he's I like, was living in an apartment complex uh, with my producer, and he was a drug dealer that lived uh, a couple of doors down. And, you know, we talked to him and stuff like that, and he had the dog, and he goes, yeah, my cousin was in town and left this dog. I go, I'll give you 100 bucks for it. Oh, and, so you rescued him. Yeah, and he goes, I'll take 100 bucks. I took 100 bucks and um, left uh, Dallas. So, yeah, best 100 bucks I ever spent. Why were you... Um why were you living with your producer? Oh, because I was leaving Dallas. I was just waiting for my time to go up, and I was going up to New York. So I, my wife was already up in New York, so I needed a place to stay. But, yeah, I I don't know. I, I would like to get another dog, but three's a little too much, so... And also, and it, you yeah. you're, you're, you just hey, were friends with a drug dealer. You didn't feel the need to like report him to authorities or anything? You're not a snitch? Is that what no, you're telling No, get me? out of here. Stop it. Get I don't know what kind of drugs he's selling. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, let me read this one from Sharon that says, The judge implied that she wanted to give a stronger, more lengthy suspension, but she was limited by the precedent set by the NFL. It had to be the NFL to set the standard. I'm not sure of that. I didn't know. I thought she can go anywhere from between one and 17 games, right? She could have given the one-year suspension. Suspension too, Torres. She she didn't have to give just six games. So what um, what Sharon is saying is accurate. Um, but it, what 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 the the report said was basically first of all the NFL even acknowledged like you know we can put in minimums. But there's no precedent for something like this, and it's why it's dumb to 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 do to have you know to have a minimum suspension. And so, essentially, why uh, Sue Robinson gave this punishment was because it said that for first-time offenders, which Sean Watson is, for nonviolent um, activity, right, it is a six-game suspension. So she was going by the letter of the law, there, a thousand percent. And so Sharon right. is right by that, but I also think you know. You can say that that you were limited by the president of the NFL, and I'm not disagreeing with what Sharon said. I'm disagreeing with what Sue Robinson's decision was. But it was clear the NFL wanted more. It was clear. I 
I got the sense that Sue Robinson wanted to give more, uh, but she did go by the letter of the law. Sharon is correct with that. All right. Mr. Nobody says, in a sport that has cork bats, pine tar, greenies, sign stealing, and what the Astros did is part of its history, I just can't be bothered over over somebody taking PEDs. Yeah, we, we forget about the whole Astro thing and pine tar and cork bats. Uh, how many people cheated in Major League Baseball again? What did you say, 50%? What, what is it up to maybe 60 70% now? What do you think? No. I have no idea now. Somebody insinuated it was um, that we were talking upwards of, uh, I think he said seventy-five to eighty percent. I just don't think it's that high. I, I don't think I would give a well, number. Well, sign stealing, I don't consider cheating, right? I, that I don't consider cheating. It's funny. I still remember uh, on the <laughs> on on the show, like when the first report of the Astros came out. You're like, that's not cheating. It's just sign stealing. And I was like, <laughs> eh, we'll see. It was a little bit more than that. Well, yeah, when you're using electronics, maybe that's a little bit different. But if you're sign-stealing just because they're doing a bad job and not covering it up and stuff like that, and you're relaying it, relaying it back to your team, um, I got no problem with that also. I'm I just wondering how much it happens. Yeah, Eric. Really quick, Jamie just tweeted in. So some drug dealer steals a dog and tells Artie that it's his. Probably some little girl missing her dog no, right now. No, yeah. no, stop it. No, he, the, he had the, uh, she had, excuse me, she had the dog uh, for a long time. So no, she had it for about like uh, six months. So no, Mr. Barksdale, best dog. He is just fantastic. A lot of fun. You want to jump in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One talking about knee-jerk reactions for week one of the preseason. You know, I, I we talked about the Patriots. We didn't talk about the team they played was the New York Giants. I asked, uh, you know, uh, Matt Verderam in our number one, um, who's got the most pressure on them. Two of the names I gave out was Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. It may be too late for Daniel Jones. I don't know if he's ever going to be a starting quarterback again. I don't think he'll be with the Giants unless he has some monster year. Saquon Barkley's a whole other story. He's been really disappointing. I'm telling you, you talk about a guy that's got eyes on him. A lot of pressure on him. He's in the top three guys, I think, with pressure on him coming into this year. What do you think? Yeah, it was funny because I, I look at um I look at uh uh Daniel you know, you're talking about the, the overreactions or the the knee jerk reactions. One of my knee jerk reactions is uh, either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud is going to be the, the going to be the starting quarterback of the New York Giants next year. That was my knee jerk reaction, which is just another way of saying Daniel Jones stinks, does stink, has stunk and continues to stink. So what about, what about Saquon Barkley? Because, you know, injuries, he had a good uh, first year, a good rookie year, but has been nothing ever since. And I know he hasn't had, you know, other weapons around him to help him out in this situation, but he's got to have a big year. He, he can't have another year like this because then they're going to start thinking he was a big bust. Well, I, I don't think there's any doubt. And, I mean, I think the problem with him is we all know uh, the running back is a position that unfortunately uh, relies on other people to have success. I mean, you have to have a good offensive line. You have to have a quarterback that can make throws to open up the, you know, to open up running lanes, to open up that possibility. So, uh, you know, I just I, I look at Saquon Barkley. I think there's a lot out of his control. But, yeah, we're entering, what, year five now? Uh, you know, at some point you're either that guy or you're not. You're, you either justify being the top pick or not uh and i think this this has to be the year for him uh you know obviously coming off a, a disappointing year last year injured the year before this has to be the year you know we talk especially in preseason we talk a lot about second string third string backup quarterbacks jordan love 13 to 24 for the green bay packers obviously the backup to Aaron Rodgers, 176 yards two touchdowns three interceptions 
Forget about taking over for the Green Bay Packers. Is this guy even a starting quarterback in the NFL? He's been in the league, what, 20 years now? It's been something like that. Um, I mean, it, it seems like he's been in the league forever. Is he ever going to get his chance with Green Bay? And if you're him, I've got to demand the trade. If, if I'm not going to be given a chance, i got to get the hell out of there, you know? Who is this, I'm sorry? The, the Jordan Love, the quarterback. 20 years? Oh, that, was a, that was a joke. Yeah, that was, a joke. Uh, that, that was yeah. what confused me. I thought I heard Jordan Love, and then you said yeah. 20 years. Yeah. I, I think that's another – I don't think that's a weird situation. I mean, I, I think it's the exact opposite. I mean, I think you just ride it out and enjoy yourself. I mean, if you're getting paid to be a backup, not having to compete, I think that's a no, good thing. No, 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 no. Stop it. What do you mean paid to be a backup? Everybody wants to be a starter. Nobody wants to say, hey, I'm okay because I'm getting Chase a Daniel money. Chase Daniel has made a nice little career out no, of being I'm a backup. Not saying, I'm not saying you can't make a career, but this guy – is he a starter or not? Then, so he's not the heir apparent to to Aaron well, Rodgers. He's not the, a starter the issue in the becomes NFL. Becomes that the two time reigning MVP is literally in front of him. So I mean, that might have something to do with the fact that he's not starting. Okay, then if you're the New York Jets and suppose Zach Wilson's going to be out a little bit longer than you think, um, if you're the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson gets a well, you, before we jump to there, yeah. do you think the Packers are willing to trade Jordan Love before well, you start trading him to everybody else? Do you think he's act- they're actually willing to do it? I would say yes because I would say no, and I'll tell you why. But go ahead. Well, one, it would save them a lot of face because I don't think he's going to be a starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Might as well get rid of him now. You can get yourself another backup. Um, and, yeah, Rodgers is going to be the starter for the next couple of years anyway. So I would I would make that move. Yeah, I, w- I think I would make that move. You tell me why you wouldn't. The only reason why is because of the famous, I think it was Mark Murphy who said it, Aaron Rodgers didn't sign a three-year contract. He signed three one-year contracts. Yes. And yes. I don't get the sense that they believe that I, I I would say this I don't I don't know that that the Green Bay front office definitively believes that he will not finish the contract but I think they are at least bracing for that possibility and so that's why I can't trade Jordan Love uh, if I think he's a good enough quarterback now if I can get rid of him because he's not good and nobody knows it yet that's a completely different suppose deal. you're Jordan Love they bring you into the office and say tell us what you want we'll do exactly what you want you know the information you know that Rogers got three years but their three one-year contracts, you call it like that. What do you say if you're Jordan Love to them? What do you say? Um, get me the hell out no, of here! What, no. what you, don't, don't, the grass is always greener, Arnie. No, I mean, you're going to get traded Aaron. to the Jets. You're going to well. Here, first of all, here's the question: How many places can you actually get traded to where you're not only the starter for right. us? Like, it, it, you know, like if you're Jordan Love, is the Jets a better situation when Zach Wilson's going to be back in a month? Is it, is it a better I, three years for me to wait on the bench? Three more years now for Aaron Rodgers? Suppose he does take the three years. I can't wait on the bench for three more years like that. These are the best years of my life. I I mean I would rather be the backup in Green Bay than say get traded to Cleveland for a year knowing that they're going to get rid of me again a year from now. You know what I mean? Like right, and right. you start looking around, do I want to go to the Giants where I'm going to get my brains beating because they have no talent? Do I want to go to Seattle? I, you know, nothing's a perfect situation here, Aaron. You're not going to have a a perfect so you want to sit on the bench for 3 more years. That's 5 years. Six years, right? You'd be like a six-year vet by the time you were a starter. What would be his contract deal? Are they going to pay him? That's that's kind of the interesting element of it, too. I mean, right. I could, well, he was a first-round pick, though. That's what I mean. 
like, you know, obviously they would give him the fourth year deal. I guess then they would franchise tag him. But yeah, I think that probably becomes part of it too is like at a certain point it's like, well, I'm going to miss out on my big like forget playing. I'm not going to I'm not going to make the money that I need to make too, which I think right. is more, more knee jerk reactions coming up next. First though, let's check in with the Sager one final time to see what's trending, what's going on to Sager. By the way, I looked it up that Jordan Love draft a couple of years ago. Quarterback that went completely undrafted is the guy you like with the Ravens, Tyler Huntley, just for the Oh, record. I love him. He would have been out there. Jordan Love was Jeez. taken twenty sixth overall, so late first round, taken just a couple picks right behind him was LSU linebacker Patrick Queen, who has started every game for the Ravens since, averaging a hundred tackles per year. <sighs> As soon as you just mentioned the name Jordan Love, I immediately think of those three hours I will never get back from last season when he had to start <laughs> for the Packers and they lost at Kansas City. Yes. And we're down 13 nothing late in the game when the uh, – COVID liar Aaron Rodgers couldn't play because he tested positive. <laughs> uh, Packers news today, by the way, that tight end Robert Tanyan came off the pup list to participate in walkthroughs and individual drills. Tuesday is a cutdown day in the NFL. Every team has to be down to 85 players, down to 80 a week after that. Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith returned to practice today. He'd been held out with a groin injury before. The Falcons say there's no long-term concern regarding the knee injury of first-round wide receiver Drake London from USC, but he'll probably miss practice this week and we mentioned the Jets quarterback Zach Wilson early in the show they're saying based on the MRI he'll miss two to four weeks the team says it'll depend on how Tuesday's arthroscopic knee surgery goes and Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow who had an appendectomy nearly three weeks ago practiced for the first time at camp today Las Vegas the site of today's NFL exhibition Raiders beat Minnesota 26-20 Fox TV will have a game next Sunday night Ravens at Cardinals Will Zalatoris won the PGA Tour playoff opener in Memphis this year in $2.7 million. The runner-up got just under $1.7 million. In other words, the difference, that final hole, third hole of a playoff today to see who would win, final hole is a difference of $1 million. Wow. Wow. Is Jeez. Kevin Harvick was the NASCAR winner at Richmond. He also won last week at Michigan. And did you see the Athletics saying they have the NBA's Christmas schedule for this season? It's going to yes. be Bucks Dolphins. at Celtics to start. Oh, no, no you're talking about NBA. Something yes, mind. Bucks at Celtics. I know the Dolphins are supposed to play on Christmas. That's really the sub-story, right? The NBA is oh. going up against the NFL again. I didn't and the, know NFL, the NBA played there. Sager. The NFL is going to have three games on Christmas. It's a Sunday. DeSager, you, you, me, and Jason Martin were on air last Christmas Day, and we nailed this, where it was Packers-Browns, and right. we said that just completely overshadowed anything NBA-related. I said, I guarantee – the end, I mean, maybe when Christmas Day is on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, but when it is on one of these days that it is advantageous to play NFL football, yeah. the NFL got a taste of that Christmas pie, and they're coming back for more. Yeah, so. we are through the looking glass on this one, as the expression goes. And they're going to be adding a game on, you know, Black Friday, Thanksgiving week. There's just nothing on the calendar mm. they're not going to eat up. I think that Packers <laughs> Christmas game was something like 28 million viewers to 8 wow. million NBA. It was just not even close. Anyway, so the end. NBA schedule for this season's Christmas: Bucks at Celtics, then the 
Knicks hosting the 76ers, then the Phoenix Suns at Denver, the feature matchup Lakers at Mavericks, and then Christmas night Golden State hosts the Grizzlies. Reportedly, Golden State will open the season against the Lakers. The first Lakers-Clippers game, October 20th, according to reports. Tonight's MLB game, and it was Yankees-Red Sox, only took two hours and 15 minutes. One of the shortest Yankee-Red Sox games of the last 25 years. Boston 3-0 the final as the Yankee offense went 2 for 29 with 11 strikeouts. The Yankees' record since the All-Star break is 8-15. and They're now two and a half games behind Jeez. Houston for the one seed in the American League. Houston won again 6-3 over Oakland. The A's have lost eight in a row. Alex Bregman, a home run and three RBIs with the people from Uvalde, Texas there in attendance in Houston, by the way. Kansas City shut out the Dodgers 4-0, ending LA's 12-game winning streak. The Dodgers have now lost six games in the last six and a half weeks. Still, the L.A. Dodger record is 13 wins in a row. Tyler Anderson, the loser, and he had been 13-1 and this year until today. But notable from AAA, the guy coming back from Tommy John surgery, making apparently his last minor league start before coming up, pitcher Dustin May of the Dodgers at AAA tonight, five innings, ten strikeouts, wow. including an immaculate inning that is nine pitches, three strikeouts, and you're done. And then L.A. reliever Bruce Dargratterall on injury rehab pitched a scoreless inning. And Oklahoma City with ten runs. Bottom of the eighth wound up winning 20 to 3 against Round Rock. Mets and Atlanta each one again. Woo. Mets at Atlanta tomorrow. Braves have won six in a row. St. Louis defeated Milwaukee and Tampa Bay beat Baltimore 4 to 1. The Orioles now a game and a half behind the Rays for the final AL wildcard spot. And the Rays winning pitcher Drew Rasmussen had a perfect game until a ninth inning leadoff double. He went eight and a third, seven strikeouts. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. Appreciate that. Uh, Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank on this Sunday night. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Since the Sager brought up the NBA, did you see the comments by Richard Jefferson? Quote, unquote, LeBron James has not done enough as a Laker to be on that list. Braun has been there now. What is this? His fourth season, right? They're, uh, they've been there four years. Two years they haven't even made postseason. One year they lost in the first round, and one year they won a championship. He says LeBron doesn't go down as one of the Lakers' all-time greats. I think i got to uh, agree with him on this one, you know? Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree at all. I mean, it goes back to, you know, I've talked about this before, but I remember one of his introductory press conferences, LeBron James, in, in L.A., and he said, you know, I have nothing to prove my legacy set. And I said, man, you do not know what it's like to be a Laker because uh, Lakers fans don't care about what you did in Cleveland, what you did in Miami. And listen, I, I think it's it's been – a disappointment. I, I don't use that. You know, it's weird because you win an NBA title, but you miss the playoffs twice in four years. You're supposed to be the best player on the planet. You lose in round one. I know that was the year Anthony Davis got hurt, but I, I just bring it up because I think this is this era has been a disappointment. And so I think the conversation already was uh, retiring jerseys. Is that what it was? Uh, but either way, I, I'm, I'm with Richard Jefferson on this one. Well, whether it's retiring jerseys or whatever. Um, he's just not been enough to be an all-time great, period. He's, he's not up there with the Kareems and the Magics and the Kobe's or any of those names out there. I mean, but obviously Smush he's Parker, like, yeah. <laughs> obviously he hasn't been around all long enough. If you want to go ahead and still send in your tweets, still plenty. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. You brought up something earlier. We were talking about San Francisco. Are you not a Trey Lance fan or you just think we're kind of dumping on Jimmy Garoppolo? Is that the way it works there or what? Well, one, I, I think it's crazy to just give up on Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Trey Lance is going to be the starter. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I, I, you know, with with Trey Lance, I just think that there comes a time where um, when you have not one, I sound like LeBron now, not one, not two, but you know, four, five, six different people who cover the team just saying either he hasn't shown enough or he is inconsistent or I'm hearing from within the organization. I, that's not somebody that that is either uninformed or you know doesn't want the guy to succeed or anything like that. Uh, that is people that are plugged in in that organization knowing something that we as the public don't know. So that's what would worry me is that you have that many people saying that he is showing concerns uh, and you're giving up a quarterback that nearly had you in the Super Bowl because that's the other part too, Arnie. It's one thing if you're say the Jets and whether Zach Wilson's or not ready or not, you don't have another option. Same with the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence last year. The 49ers have a really good option in that locker room still that they have not traded yet. Uh, so I think that's where my my, my concern comes in. Uh, you know I like to tell you who's in my preseason Hall of Fame. It is now time for my preseason MVP uh, for this year. And we didn't have to wait very long. This season's a preseason MVP. Kyle Trask of the mm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you see him? What was he, 25 or 33, 260 yards? One touchdown, one interception? He's the MVP right now, my preseason MVP. What do you think? I mean, I think it's okay. I think there's been a lot of good candidates this year. <laughs> I think year. this guy can play. I really can. I, I'm i not kidding around. I, I joke about the MVP, but I think this kid can play. How about my guy last night on, on your Miami Dolphins? Skylar Thompson, 20 of yeah. 28, 71% completion percentage, baby. He was, in second, he was second MVP. <laughs> yes. Tight MVP race this year, I got to say. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. We'll come back. We'll give you some picks. We'll finish out the tweets, all that. Coming up next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, final segment of the show. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Marty Spanier. Wow, fast show today. Just flew on by, huh? It was fun. It was great to be back in. Uh, I know Plank, uh, first of all, incredible story on Plank. If if his son is, uh, whatever you said, graduating or whatever, for, I think first year completed at yes. West Point. Yes, West uh, Point. Not if it, you act like I'm making that up. You're like, he really doesn't go to West Point. I'm just joking with you. No, he, he goes no, to West Point. I, I mean, just had no idea. That's just a really cool story. Give, yeah, give a ton right. of credit to Plank. That's so all. now you know you know two people that went to the best schools ever. Chris Plank's kid went to West Point, and I went to Arizona. Yeah. Just as good as West Point, you know it, and I know it. As I told you, we don't need to belittle the the military service. Wow, I, know, I know you apparently wow. don't like America here, come but on. Uh, come on now, be better. That is quite. I think you need the devil. Are you talking like, about? You need like uh, crazy. senators' recommendation or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. Woo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's that's insane. But uh, yeah, congratulations to Chris Plank. He'll be back next week. He have it finally took a Sunday off to go ahead and see his son uh, out in West Point. So good for him. All right, uh, give us a little music. Put us in the mood uh, as we get to my picks. I went nine and three, which is seventy five percent. I have to go sixty three percent in my first one hundred picks to be Todd Furman. In our you betting said you're contest. gonna go eighty. You said you're gonna go eighty out of hundred. I say I'm gonna go eighty, but he gave me sixty three percent as the number though. And what what happens if you win? Oh, I get all kinds of riches and money and condos. And a private jet. You just said Todd Sound made like over a million dollars a year being no, an odds maker. I did not say that. You said, I wonder how much that is. I bet it's a million dollars. Are you sure? I said I, I have no idea. Maybe it's $5 million. Maybe it's $10 million there. I wouldn't have given up that job if I was him, but what do I know? But the preseason is the free season. I'm going to be honest with you. Can you believe this? This is the first time in 10 years that I've done this slot. I'm not kidding around. I've done this show 10 years with Chris Plank. Just uh, coming up in like two weeks. We've been here for 10 football seasons. This is the first time I don't have all the lines for the games. Usually they put them out, you know, when the last game ends on Sunday. They put, even in the preseason, they put them out for next week. I only have two games, Aaron. One is I'm going to take Seattle minus the three over the Chicago Bears. They're playing at home. So I think they get on the win column. And I'm going to take the Patriots minus one against Carolina. And the Patriots are at home, and those are the only two games I have right now, so uh, do with them as you please, no longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. But first time in 10 years. Clap, 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 clap. I don't understand why it's taken so long to do that, you know? I mean, I, I have no idea. I would think there's just way less information than ever before, but like you said, it's not as though there's like significantly less information than there was, say, the last couple years as starters have kind of played less and less in, in this slot. So, how much, how much preseason do you watch? I mean, do you go home, you have it on the NFL Network, and you're watching the games, or you just kind of scroll around to see what's on and don't watch too much of it? Obviously, Thursday I was watching quite a bit. Uh, yesterday, you know, coming on air at 10 p.m. Eastern, I watched quite a bit throughout the day. Uh, Friday, I'm not going to I was with family and wanted right, to relax, right. but uh, I, you know, I, I just enjoy having football on, man. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, uh, it, I'm not a baseball guy. So really since the NBA finals ended, I just really haven't done anything sports related. So it's just cool. Obviously me being a college football guy, it's uh it's fun to have, uh, you know, some of the guys that I've seen in college on air. So I, I enjoy it. I don't take nearly as much out of it as you do though. Oh, but let me tell you something. I, I'm digging the three preseason games. I'll even dig it more when it when it gets down to two. Um, not that that Zach Wilson injury has anything to do with that, whether it's one or two or or anything like that. But I I like the short. You don't remember, but when when I was younger, we had six preseason games. Six. Me. It was like a month and a half of preseason. <laughs> How do you talk about six preseason games? Well, game three really means something. Game four. Can you imagine having to do six preseason games there? How crazy is that? Well, I mean, if if the starters played, at least it made it a little bit more entertaining. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, there were no there were no Skyler. Thompson's uh, just chucking it all over the field back in those days. But, yeah, that's a lot of preseason football. I got You know what, what made me pumped up about week one of the preseason was a lot of quarterbacks played real well. We, we talked about Hunley. You talked about Skylar Thompson. Um, we talked about Jordan Love. Uh, we talked about, um, oh, we didn't get to Malik Willis for Tennessee. I, you know, that guy could be stealing a, a starting job before it's all said and done from Daniel, you know? 
Well, Tannehill's not the long-term answer. So, yeah. uh, so whatever it is, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if if next year. I mean, it might be as early as next year. I mean, this is the big year on Tannehill's contract. Then it gets much smaller. I think. So. Thanks to the crew, Bobo, Danny G, DeSager on the updates. Thanks to Torres for filling in for Plank. Big Ben Maller with some big news coming up next. I think he's moving to Victorville or something like that. So we'll have to find out. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.